This episode is literally me. <laughs> this is absolutely true. And down in the dungeon, we're all back. What up? Hey, hey, what's going on? Not much. Oh man, uh, we are recording late in the weekend for once. Uh, how was everybody's weekend? Uh, just Pretty catching up on some sleep. Good. <laughs> or trying. Yeah. yeah. Doing outside work, sweating my butt off. It's like. 70 or 80 percent humidity and 99 degrees every day <laughs> it is hot and muggy dude all of a sudden it was just like summer oh yeah what about you grognak trying to be the weekend warrior dad do the thing you know we homeschool so in the summer we invade all the playgrounds where the kids go to school nice we tear up their turf <laughs> spray paint flat earth and stuff oh man we tell all the kids who go to school that those aren't real clouds. <laughs> I saw that meme. I saw that meme and you were like, yeah, that's definitely my kid. I'm like, well, absolutely. That's your kid. Mine too. Well, mine is 16 now. And he's like, he's at that point now where he's like, dad, if I say this stuff, people are going to think I'm weird. You know? So like, but they're dressed like clowns, literally. Right. I know. <laughs> I know. But, but the Nephilim were clowns, but he's 16. So, Anyway, True. yeah. Uh, speaking of flat Earth, what's up, pancakers? The fuck is wrong with Devin Stack? Like, yes, nigga, stay in your lane. I was gonna say, uh, do you really want the answer to that question? Because this is supposed to be like a two-hour episode. I mean, sure. Go ahead. You will try and keep it short, though. Go. That that was no. You were memeing. Not an invitation to ask me. You were memeing. Stop. All right. Um, <laughs> no, uh, he, he straight up, he straight up did a uh, did a bunch of ad hom flat earth, uh, n- not debunking. What would you call it, Jack? What would you call what he did? Um, pp pooing or something. I don't know. Poo pooing. Yes, poo pooing. Yeah, flat flat earth ad homing and retardation. Mm, I'm trying to find. I I posted it. Where is it? And. It's but, really what it, it's it's douchebag gatekeeping. It really is. Oh wow, it's got almost two hundred comments already. This thread. Um, yeah, he's straight. This is what he said. He says uh, all the big brain pancake earthers can never explain a the cost benefit to maintaining a massive fraud about the shape of the earth. Literally nobody would care but them. And b why even try to fight a group so sinister and masterful that they could pull it off? Hmm. Two of my favorite arguments. Why would they lie? And if they're so powerful, what can you even do? Okay. I don't think they're spending that much on the lie. Like, look at their their sets are worse than Hollywood sets. Their sets are terrible. 
I mean, they always have been. And I think that's part yeah. of it, though. Grognak, I honestly think that's part of it. I think part of it is that it has to be shitty. Yeah. It's just a shit test like COVID was. Mm-hmm. Like, you can just pass it. It's not that hard. Right. Well, yeah. And it once, it once again, you know, it, in one sense, it weeds out, like, the wheat from the chaff. The people who can actually think and get past this stuff and the others who just go along into NPC land. Right. All right, let's continue down this real quick. My favorite thing about Pancake, I, I, want, I need to do the Devin Stack voice, but I can't even. It's kind of a, I don't know. I kind of like his voice, but then I remember that he's a nerd. Um, my favorite thing about Pancake Earth retards is they think that if they think that if NASA has lied about something, then everything humans have ever learned about space is also a lie. Probably a lot of cutard crossover. They find out the media lies, and next thing you know, Trump is Jesus. Like we go from straw man to straw man. To add home to straw man. Okay, next. The world isn't flat, and if you think that it is, I already know you're easily tricked and bad at math. Okay, so proof curve doing using their math. Use their math, Devin. <laughs> Use their math, Devin. Eight inches per mile squared, Devin. Proof that he doesn't know that off the top of his head either. Right, proof curve, nigga. And if I think that it is, you are. I'm not easily tricked, dude. Um, I was by I was by TRS boy. Was a, mm. uh, anyways, uh, that's a whole other story though. But uh, imagine, yeah, people can say that, but like whatever. Imagine how little someone actually believes in God if the world needs to be flat for them to believe He exists. That that is the oh man, the, what uh, like that's like straw, straw nephilim. That's like snow. That's like a whole truckload of straw, dude. That oh, is. Do a we straw. have to do like the two hundred quotes from the Bible thing? No, we don't have to do the two hundred quotes from the Bible. That is just ridiculous. Nobody actually, like, I've never once heard anybody say that they needed to believe the earth was flat to believe in God. Not once. No, what people, what he's strawmanning is that the one uh, thing that people like to say in defense of flat earth is that flat earth does prove that there's a creator and that proves that there's a God, right? Yeah, still, people don't say that. Right, but what he's saying, nobody says. Yeah. Right. The reason why, the one of the reasons, okay, let's go back to his first one. The reason why, why would they lie? Well, one of them is that they're all a bunch of big, fat, faggot atheists, okay? And they want you to be a bunch of big, fat, faggot atheists as well. I like that John Monoxide posted this picture, by the way. <laughs> <laughs> he's a great new addition to the chat. I have no idea who that is, but like, nice name, dude. They they want you as part of their scientism religion. Right, right. And they're that's big, why they would lie. Fat, yeah, and their whole deal. These guys are all literally. If God real, why do I like dicks in my butt? I mean, I'm sorry. This is the family friendly first hour, but like these kids need to know this stuff. I mean, yeah. <laughs> I was I was gonna say, if God real, why bad thing? But that's mm-hmm. the same thing, I guess. <laughs> yeah, if God real, why bad thing? That's one of my favorite grug atheism takes. If God real, why bad thing? God real why 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 nigger in Africa have worm call in his eye I mean sucks to be born in Africa dude I don't know it's like getting born on hard mode right yeah well I don't know I was heard depends like, on how Sib- you look at it yeah. I already I always heard like Siberia or uh, China was life on hard mode I mean it is but, well, Africa's not life on hard. I guess with all the free stuff from the West all the time, it's just, yeah. 
That's I what I meant it, by how you look at it. Yeah. I guess yeah. it depends. It depends on like when. Okay. So it used to then be. Then again, that's it for yeah. the free stuff actually makes it out of the head of states house. <laughs> this is true. Uh, Nigerian. Uh, was it the, the, the dude built millions of dollars? He's got 48 hours to tell him where, where it went or he's going to get executed. <laughs> oh, yeah. yeah. That's awesome. Is it Nigeria or Rwanda or one of those other terrible countries over there in Africa? I think it's Niger. Niger? Okay. I think so. Yeah. Nigeria is imploding between the No, go, go, go. I interrupted you. I was going to say, it's it's absolutely imploding because the government, everybody knows the government has been so corrupt for so long. The government and the army are totally complicit in like ritualistic human trafficking of body parts and everybody (laughs) knows it. Like, it's just such a cluster in that one country. Yeah. Plus all the ethnic groups. Oh, geez, yeah. There, well, that's the other thing. In Africa, it's like it's not just black and white. It's like, you know, black means a whole lot of different stuff in Africa. You know, you're not just black. You're, it could be, you'd be like Nigerians don't like Rwandans, don't like the Congolese, don't like the whatever. You know what I mean? It's like. And it's not even mean. Like, they, they freaking hate each other. Right. <laughs> right. <laughs> so, okay, so it is It is kind of life on hard mode. <laughs> I mean, I guess. Sure. Um, anyways, but anyways, yeah, we we went from well, we went from Devin Stack and Flat Earth, <laughs> which, by the way, Devin Stack, if you'd like to come discuss flat, I know you, I know you won't, but like, because uh, you know, we're just a retard schizo podcast, right? We are retards. I mean, yeah, all my well, friends I'm here. Are, all my friends are retards. Like that's one of the things you have to be a retard to be my friend. But also, like, you know, to be my friend, you're usually a pretty smart guy to begin with, but also retarded. That's how it Duality works. of man. It, absolutely. Ask my wife. I'm, like, the smartest and most retarded guy she knows. Yeah, there are two wolves inside you. Like. <laughs> one has an IQ of 147. The other one is a retard. Yeah. Yes. The, other, the other IQ is rock. Yes. <laughs> <sighs> man. But, yeah, I mean, whatever. We're guys. We do guy shit. It happens sometimes. Sometimes we're retarded, but a lot of times we're smart, and we are smart. That's why we do this show because we're we're smart enough to realize what's fake, what's gay, and what's not. Right, right. Uh, let me see. What is fake and what is gay is the fact that they are still trying to push this UFO stuff. Um, I remember I said a little while ago that uh, originally it was partially to cover up the scam bankman fraud. All the SEC charges got tossed. Like, like was that was anybody surprised? Were you guys surprised? No, no, no not at all. No, no. Jufro, Jew kid gets off a billion dollars. He built what? Two, it was like two and a half billion, something like that, or twenty-two billion. I think it was something like was that. The latter, I think. I think it was twenty-two billion disappeared. Yeah, and um, he's going to get away with it. But yeah, so the UFO stuff. Uh, there was the, the hearings, and it was on every freaking channel, man. Um, every channel, like all the, f- the news channels, Fox, MSNBC, uh, that other one, <laughs> CNN. <laughs> <laughs> um, I don't watch the news. I forget what they are. But like at the gym, you walk by the wall of TVs, you know, near, near like the, uh, the cardio equipment, which I can't touch cause I'm allergic, but, um, <laughs> you don't do cardio. <laughs> um, but the TVs are there and all the TVs are on and every TV, whether it was like you know, like I said, any of those channels, it was they were talking about the alien invasion or the uh, what's his name? Grusk. 
Is that his name? The uh, the, Grush. The, Grush. The whistleblower. Yeah. That dude, that guy talks about this stuff the way like uh, uh, Paddock's brother talked about comp sushi. Right. <laughs> like, he was like, oh, man, let me tell you about the multidimensional beings. Now, I don't know that this multidimensional travel, this is really only a theoretical thing. But but we're going to talk about it for 20 minutes and you're going to think it's real. So um, and that's what he did. Like and he was like a salesman for this stuff. You know, yeah, it's like a he's like a podcaster salesman. Yes, yes. He was doing a podcast there is what it was. Like and once jealous. again, for everybody listening, y'all should know this anyway, but if anybody's new here, Air Force military intelligence veterans period should never be trusted. Right. At the very least they're only telling you like 10% of the truth and wrapping it in 90% of bull crap. Right. Well, another thing that is, yeah, absolutely, is he's he's a former intelligence officer. Wasn't he CIA, too, or was he just Air Force intelligence? Uh, I think he was just Air Force, Jack. Correct me if I'm wrong, uh, but he did work with the alphabets. Okay. Because, you know, so... intelligence officers, they'll, they'll work with multiple branches, multiple organizations. Right. And don't forget that oftentimes these intelligence officers from different branches of the service, whether it's, you know, Air Force, Navy, or even alphabet agencies, uh, they oftentimes just get handed credentials to corporations and, uh, you know, and and, um, news outlets as journalists or reporters or whatever, you know, or some sort of employee just, you know, just given these by by these. uh, Well, they're, they're probably. I mean, how how would that work? Uh, the corporations would give them the would give them the, the or the government would just take it. I don't, the I, I, the yeah, I don't yeah. know. Um, no, but they're always got, being I, embedded. These 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 intelligence yeah. officers are always being embedded into journalistic, you know, activity and uh, into in corporations. And like we said before, when we talked about Operation Paperclip, um, you know, into the schools and the the prisons and the hospitals and stuff, all these psychologists and psychiatrists and different scientists. Well, you, know, you also have all these alphabet agents and intelligence officers now post World War II and post Vietnam and all these other, you know, they're getting put into all these other, uh, you know, places. And obviously this guy, you know, obviously this guy's like that. Well, yeah. And I've got his background pulled up. So he's obviously a, an officer with the U.S. Air Force. He worked with the National Geospatial Intelligence Community and the National Reconnaissance Office. And oh, he was part of the years. NRO? Okay. Yeah, he was yeah, part of the knows. NRO, and he was the NRO rep to the Unidentified Aerial Phenomena Task Force. Oh, so he was the, the glowy that went to the glowy task force for the other glowies. Gotcha. And helped pass the glowy bill that recently, you know, it's all the National Defense Authorization Act, whatever they call it. Yeah, that's right. Which protects us from the aliens. Yes, protects us from the the alamos. Yes, the alamos. <sighs> I'm desperately trying to find where I found this on Telegram earlier today, but uh, it, someone posted somewhere, and I think I found it in multiple channels where the headline was something along the lines of uh, the alien bodies that they found. Uh, their physical features or something looked like um, Ashkenazi Jews or similar to. Oh, you know, they're just throwing us a meme at that point. Oh, I know. It's just like, dude, come on. 
It's too obvious. We we know we know what at least like two or three different types of these beings look like, or we at least have several accounts that corroborate each other. You know, we got the greys, we got the insect ones, you got the Nordics. I mean, the Nordics certainly don't look like Jews. Right. They're supposed to be beautiful. <laughs> They're supposed to be peak, peak form. You're telling me they look like Hawkeye Jews? You may not like it, but right. this is what peak Alamows look like. Like, are, are you telling me that we got Alamows that look like Harvey Weinstein? Because that's super disappointing. I was about to say that would describe the shape of something, but I'd rather not get into that. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> you guys. Oh, I didn't say it. <laughs> Between this and what I and between this and what I've just witnessed, with yeah, my, with mine eyes, um, I don't know if I'm gonna make it through the rest of the show. No, I'm just kidding, you guys. Um, where were we? Looking for bleach. We have <laughs> we haven't finished <laughs> the 28 minutes of shit posting yet. So exactly. Does that piss, is he even still around anymore? I believe, yeah, at least as far as I know. Who's, which? Oh, hold on. Which one was that? Which one used to complain about the twenty-eight minutes of shit posting? Oh, um, oh my not, god! Not it wasn't Redbeard. It was uh, that was his name, Re- Reinhardt. You know what I'm talking about? Moondog. Wait, who? Moondog. Yes. Right. Oh, Moondog. We love we we love you, Moondog. But like, you know, we got a shit post, especially after what, what me and you just saw. Yeah. Anyway. We have a fun show for you tonight, guys. No, we are going to take another bit of a tour around Paranormal America. And we're going to go way over to the West. And we're not going to go to Hawaii. We're going to go to the frozen tundra of Alaska. Actually, it's not just tundra. There's a lot of mountains up there, too. Freaking beautiful. Oh, beautiful mountains up there, yeah. Yeah. Got actual mountains you've got a mountain that isn't actually a mountain yes you've got you know animals that are as big as mountains you got <laughs> have you have you guys seen have, have you seen moose they're large they they're large and they're angry like i i have a hard time deciding which animal is more hateful geese or moose geese you think so in general geese yeah moose Snake will sometimes chickens. Snake chickens, yeah. Geese will just, you know, I, I hate geese, but like moose will sometimes just show up and not fuck shit up. But That's true. Geese, like the moose that like crawled into that people's pool. Yeah, whatever. He just hung out, took a swim, got out, went home. You know, he just he just vibing though. Right now, now the two moose that were like rutting in those two guys' brand new pickup trucks. Have you seen that video? Oh, jeez. There's like two brand new 2022. Uh, like an F one fifty, all done up in like a GMC twenty five hundred, you know, Denali or whatever. And these two moose are battling it out in the yard, and they end up in the back of one of the trucks and on top of the other truck, and in between the truck and back on the other truck. Dude, like they're videoing this, so obviously their insurance will pay for it. Like, be like, yo, <laughs> you're not gonna believe this, but me and my brother's trucks were just totally demolished while they were parked. 
by me. It's it's like being a like being a, a normie witness to a superhero battle going on. It's like parking your car in Oakland, California, and coming down the next day, and it's just totally fucking demolished. That happens. That, was, <laughs> that doesn't surprise me. Have you guys seen those videos? Slightly. Have you seen those oh, videos yeah. that are going around? Yeah, this dude's brand new, like uh, Toyota. Oh, what's the little fast two door thing they got now? The super like Supra. This little Supra, yeah, the little two door guy, yeah, it's just totally smashed. It's seventy eight thousand dollar car, just totally trashed by a bunch of teens in Oakland, just because, you know, just because. Urbans, urbans. This is what happens, dude. San Francisco, Oakland, the Bay Area is turning into a uh, a third world area um, faster than you people think. Uh, I, that's why I got the hell out of there when we did. Um, saw the writing on the wall back a long time ago. I actually called uh, the Black Plague for California back in 2012 when they started getting rid of the sit-lie laws. I'm oh, like, yeah. I'm like, you guys are going to let the homeless sleep anywhere? You're going to have a lot of problems. Yeah, that's that's the like the key. Like, You need to get out of there because a the slippery slope is about to get really really slippery mm -hmm. well yeah and then you know they take uh the outdoor is your toilet to a whole new level over there and oh yeah then they got rid of do in toilets right then they got rid of the uh then they got rid of uh yeah, the the uh public urination and defecation laws so now you can yep. just pee and poop wherever you feel well i mean like, not like they like weren't walking, anyways well true and like walking in that area like you're walking in the forest and you're stepping on twigs and branches and stuff and like underbrush in that area, it you get the same feeling of crunching under your feet, but it's, it's freaking needles and crap. <laughs> yeah. yeah. So imagine uh, the mayor. Imagine check the this snitch. out, you guys. Speaking of, oh man, God, I can't. No, I I can <laughs> actually. I can. I used to live there. Um, in San Diego, they're reporting that the mayor. Speaking of this is a tie-in from California to Alaska. Back to our actual topic. Uh, the mayor of Anchorage just listed San Diego as one of the potential places the homeless people from Alaska, speaking of homeless, might get sent to if a new program comes to fruition. He's going to, uh, he goes, somebody says, I want to go to Los Angeles or San Diego or Seattle or Kansas. It's not our business. My job is to make sure they don't die on Anchorage streets. This guy is going to give bus tickets to all the homeless to get the hell out of Alaska, just like Giuliani did after 9-11. He sent everybody to San Francisco. Gave mm -hmm. everybody $100 and a bus ticket. All right, San Diego, better stock up on hand sanitizer because you're going to need it. Right. So <laughs> they're going to not need like it. Southern California needs more homeless, but damn, Alaska. Nice flex. All I right. Mean, like better to have a containment zone. Right. I mean, that's pretty badass if they're going to actually do that. All right. Let's 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 talk about Alaska. Alaska is the largest state. In the United States, correct. In the uh, United States of America, is that not just a communist-sounding title to you guys at all? United States of America. Yeah, yeah. I mean, what was what was the Soviet Union called? The United Soviet yeah. Soviet States. Uh, like yeah. Yeah, yeah. The United. Uh, oh my goodness! It I know. Was the I was... United something of Soviet Socialist Republics. Right. Yeah. Sounds a lot like United States, doesn't it? Union of Soviet Socialist Republics. Yeah. This is yes. the United. States of America, totally different thing. Totally it's not. A a, totally it's not a different a, strain, bro. Oh yeah, it's to, yeah. Totally not a bunch of small governments led around by a huge federal government. Not like not like communism at all. Anyway, um, Alaska 
It's huge, the hugest state in the Union, and it is up there in the Northwest. And when I say up, I do mean north and not on the, like, the globe. I mean like up as in like north is up. We always assume north is up as when we put the um, any projection. What is it, the Mercator? Is, what's the one where you unpeel the globe? Is that the Mercator? Uh, that's the one that's typically used to flatten out the so-called globe. Right. Is that the Mercator projection? Is that what that is? Uh, yeah. Okay. I mean, there's there's so many. Well, the the one that everybody, the one that most people would know would be the Mercator. Yeah, it'd be right. Mercator. Right. So I'm pointing up towards the top of the paper. Okay. So that's where that's where Alaska is. It's up and to the left. Um. There's a lot of stuff up there. A lot of forest. A lot of mountains. A lot of wilderness. Probably a probably a lot of skinwalkers and Wendigos up there. Yeah. It's it's a very untamed land i mean that's what we've always heard at least and they definitely value keeping a lot of the land you know free of human inhabitation mm-hmm. and to an extent too i mean that close to the, the center of this realm it does get incredibly harsh as an environment like not most people could never live up in like barrow at the very top mm. but is it though? Is it like that? I mean, like, remember we're being lied to? <laughs> above, like, I don't know, how far up above was Alaska in the Hyperborean zone? And any part of Alaska ever in that was it? When when they did like the what's the one what's the one with the four with the, the island in the middle and the four Yeah, and the four oh, yeah. the four rivers flowing yeah. out. Yeah, what what map is uh, that called? That's the it's not the Gleason. It's um, I can't remember, but it's on the Gleason projection. Okay. But no, it it would be pretty far south of that. Um, okay. So let's so let's it would say still this... be in like the, it would still be in like the uh, the the what do you call it zone the um like in the, in the frozen part of okay yeah I yeah, guess I mean, so. I'm looking uh, at that right now. I'm looking at that that picture. Yeah, several, several, or... Several. Oh, it is the Mercator map. Okay, the, the, the Mercator map of 1595 is the one that has the North Pole in the center. Okay. Okay. So Alaska on that is not even on here. Hmm. 1595? Yeah, and this is, I mean, this is the, the 1595 uh, Mercator. Let's see here. It's got Greenland, Greenland. It's got RVS, which I assume is Russia. Um, it has California region. Yeah. So it would be, it would be somewhere like it. So the center is in quadrants. It would be in like the Northwest. Yeah. It would quadrant. be like, it would be like right below where California, where it says California, the, probably that mountain range right there would be what Alaska probably is. Area. Yeah, yeah. I I've never known what to think about this map too because Mercator had a lot of occult connections in his time. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So I'm just yeah. not sure. Also, I love how Scotland gets its own, like, gets its own island. Sure. Uh, in the corner. In the corner. Wait a minute. Where? Bottom. Where bottom left. Oh yeah, there it is. <laughs> but it looks like you put what? Uh, Let's see, Ferro Infule, so Faroe Islands, what we would call the Faroe Islands. Yeah, that'd be the Faroe Islands. Yeah, there's. Yeah. yeah. 
is interesting. Oceana Scythicus always was interesting to me. Scotia. You have... I guess, what is this? Finland? Would that be Finland? Freeflon? What is Freeflon, that island out there? Below oh, because Finland, Finland's not an island. No, I know. No, Finland, no, no. Finland's over here. Right. Yeah. That's what I'm saying. Finland's over here on, on the right. Anyway... We are we are we are doing a content show, and this is not a show where we where we need the map. Anyhow, okay, so Alaska was not part of Hyperborea. Okay, it's, so it's cold, <laughs> but but Alaska does get the twenty four hours of sunlight for months at a time, and it is so strange. Mm. I mean, it also gets like thirty days of night night time. Yeah, thirty days. They have a month of night, like a month of daytime. So, I mean. Kind of because the sun is doing its on the linear away from Alaska at that point, I guess, right? Right. That still works on a level projection mm-hmm. earth. It does. Pain, pancakers. Mm. Pancakers. So, yes, I think this is a popular vacation spot for vampires. Oh, they, were, they well, made that movie. They especially that- during the 30 days of night, yeah. That's great. Yeah. yeah. They made that they made that movie 30 Days a Night, didn't they about the vampires? Yes, they did. Yeah. Mm-hmm. In Alaska, as a matter of fact. It it was actually uh from what I remember, it was quite good, I think. Yeah, it was. I recall Danny it Houston being good. was like the main vampire. Who? Danny Houston. That was the character's name or the No, 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 no. That that's the actor. That's the Danny Houston. Yeah. I don't recognize. I can't that. remember what else he's been in. Hmm. He's been in a lot. So vampires in Alaska, okay, that makes sense, you know, yeah. But what are they eating? Like the Inuits, the uh, the deepest descendants of early Asian American peoples. Um, I don't know. What we... <laughs> I mean, there are whites up there. Sure, there are. Actually, there's there's plenty of whites up there, and they used to be the whitest state until. I forgot what it was. I watched some video about how they diversified Alaska, and it's pretty shitty. Yeah, most of, I mean, all of that happened after we supposedly bought Alaska from Russia in the uh, famous Seward's Folly. Right, right. The folly uh-huh. of William H. Seward. Yeah, what was, now, for those who don't know, like me, uh, what was that? Well, Seward's Folly was, um, it was the name given to the purchase of Alaska because William H. Seward is the one who uh, brokered that deal and they felt that he got a, I mean, it was, I guess it was a decent deal at the time, like looking back on it, 2020 hindsight. Um, but everybody thought like, why the crap did you buy all of this land that is not even connected to our country? It's a wasteland, frozen wasteland. Right. You know, you're essentially buying a part of Russia. Right. Why? Right. And then the flex on Russia. Yes. To flex on, they flexed on Russia so hard. And it's like literally like, like all the oil. Well, and I think at the time, if I'm not mistaken, it wasn't long after, uh, because this wasn't in the 1900s. Like this wasn't uh, around the time Alaska became a state. Uh, it was a territory for a long time, um, but Russia was bankrupt, I believe, at the time. It was 1867. Yeah, Russia probably would have been hemorrhaging money at this time after like the Crimean war or what we call the Crimean war, mm. you know, right. Uh, Cause right. Yeah. You know, Russia's history in the 1800s is completely bunk. Absolutely. Um, 
Yeah. Oh, it's Alaska Day now. That's right. Uh, that's where when they um, the flag raising at Fort Sitka in 1867. It's when when uh, they finally took over. They the purchase was made in March. They took over in October, and that's Alaska Day. Legal holiday. Okay. And yeah, the Russians did keep it pretty white. I mean, they colonized, they brought orthodoxy there, they mm-hmm. converted a lot of the population. Mm-hmm. Well, a decent portion of the population, and they kept it white. But yeah, then we started bussing in diversity later Lots on. Lots of diversity, yeah. Lots of diversity. It is a fairly diverse state now. It's strange um, how how it's like that, because usually diversity doesn't like the cold. So, Especially Alaska tier cold. Right. Right. Yeah. And I mean, you, you have a diverse amount of whites. You still have Russians that are there. You still have you have a lot of French Canadian that sure. live in the north or mm-hmm. live in you know northern Canada, whatever, and do a lot of work in Alaska. Um, so much of the native population has been interbred and intermixed with whites. Mm-hmm. So purposefully. Yeah, purposefully, of course. Yeah. And yes, don't forget Jews. Jews. Don't forget Jews because they mentioned there. Yep. That's ha- no. And if you guys don't believe me, Kaifeng. <laughs> That's all I gotta say. <laughs> Kaifeng Jews, and if you don't think the Kaifeng, if you don't think the Kaifeng Chinese have any sort of any power or doing any kind of anything, then you're just wrong. So, anyways, um, Alaska was this became a state. What was it in nineteen fifty eight? No, nine fifty nine. It, it was approved. State it was approved in fifty eight. It was officially proclaimed a state on January third, nineteen fifty nine. Right. Hmm. Yep. So, um, I don't know, man. There's a lot of Wickersham. That's funny. <clears throat> um, Dr. Seuss used that name in one of his books. Uh, there's a lot of stuff happening in Alaska, man. There's like earthquakes and uh, tsunamis and like all kinds of crazy weather there besides like paranormal stuff. Yeah, and you got the Bering Sea right off the coast, which mm-hmm. if anybody's seen Deadliest Catch or knows somebody who went crab fishing up there is insane. Yes. So and that's yeah, and that's the weather. So if if like the bears and the moose, because you yeah, what you have Kodiak grizzlies up there, and I'm sure there's polar bears up the further north, right? Are there polar bears in Alaska? Uh good question. I don't know. Somebody look that up. Let's see. Uh, but I know there's, I know there's Kodiaks and you know, those are, those will eat you. Um, yes. Polar bear, polar bears can be found in Alaska's North and Northwest shores all year. All right. There you go. And polar bears, polar bears, you know, polar bears are not averse to eating people. Uh, you have, you know, terrible weather. You have animals that'll eat you and don't forget like you, there's cryptids and all kinds of other stuff that'll get you. Then the native tales, you know, tell you about not just the cryptids, but like the other, well, the Wendigos and the, are the Wendigos or Skinwalkers in, uh, uh, Wendigo. You know, uh, I always get that. See, I always get that mixed up. Which one is the one that's only in the deserts? Skinwalkers or Navajo? Like, okay. Skinwalkers or Navajo? What we know is Skinwalker okay. are specifically Navajo. That's what it is. Southwest. Okay. So that's specifically Navajo Skinwalkers. Okay. I need to know that better because I'm, you know, I'm the, Paranormies guy. So, <laughs> yeah, when, Wendigos are more around like 
East Coast, Canada, Great okay. Lakes. Okay, so what would they be in Canada? I mean, in, in Alaska then? Um, I'm going to go with Wendigos. Wendigos? Okay. They pay you to live there, don't so, they? What's that? They pay you to live in Alaska, don't they? Yes. They do because they sell so the oil. It's definitely life on hard mode. Yeah, well, they pay, they, they do, like, yeah, it's like Libya. You know, they sell the oil so everybody that lives there gets money. Which is one of the recent diversity is there. What's that? Gibbs? Gives me that for free? Yeah, that's why they're there. Um, so you have you have the weather that'll kill you. You don't go fishing. You'll, get, you'll drown and get eaten by giant crabs and orcas probably. Um, you have you have like I said the weather inland. Uh, you have bears of several kinds, several variations of bears that will eat you. Uh, moose will trample you to death. Um, luckily there are no venomous reptiles, but, uh, then the, then the grounds, the earth is going to tell you, kill you too. They have like several, over this history, several 9.2 magnitude earthquakes. There, there's been towns completely wiped off the map. Right. Due to like landslides yeah. and yeah. Yeah. It's, it's actually very volcanic. Yeah. And yes. And the volcano, yes, there are plenty of, oh, it's obviously an old mine, uh, dumping ground is what it is. If we're going by the old, uh, mine. Mine theory. Um, yeah. Mountains? Yeah. Yeah. If you look at the Pacific Ocean right underneath the Aleutian Island chain and, and just above it, too. I mean, yeah, there's all those underwater volcanoes and the trenches there, yep. which, you know, we know are basically just scooping out the land for resources. Yep. And who, Johnny, who was it? I don't know. Somebody before us. Okay. I don't know who. Okay. I, I, I know that's what happened. But I mean, like, yeah, I think Alaska's going to give, going to give, um, Australia run for its money for like scariest motherfucking place to live. <laughs> Overall, by the time we're done with this, you've got because you've got the weather can kill you. You've got the ground can get you right. You got all the not all the animals, at least. I mean, right? you got I mean, you've, you've got Bigfoot. Wal- well, we haven't gotten to the cryptids. Hang on. Like the actual animals, like walruses will mess you up. Right. Yeah. yeah. Don't, don't piss them off. Right. So you've got moose and walruses i mean other than you know, the other stuff you can shoot and eat but like you know elk and that kind of stuff but don't you know don't get trampled by a bull elk either um man alaska's pretty messed up right you know it doesn't really have a lot of farming arable land all right so it's all mountainous landslidey and earthquakey what was it in uh 1964 there was the, the good friday earthquake 133 people yeah died. yeah Yep. And I mean, you, you can farm, you can survive. I know people that, that do currently up there, but then you run into the harsh winters. I mean, there are some places in Alaska where in the winter it gets down to minus 70 mm-hmm. with like waist deep snow as a constant. Yes. Close to Fort Drum, sort of. Kind of. Yeah. I mean, like when you make it past like negative 20, negative 40, like it doesn't matter at that point. <laughs> yeah, yeah. It's you're, like, you're dead. dang, you frozen. Dead. You're just, it's like you're, exactly. it hurts to breathe and like, yeah, mm-hmm. like, no. Right. So this uh, this Good Friday earthquake. Guess what it caused? Soil liquefaction. Oh, mud floods. Uh, entire enti- 600 miles of fault ruptured all at once and moved about 60 feet. So all kinds of fissures and landslides and all kinds of ground failures. Uh, but soil liquefaction and buildings just disappeared. Some buildings, paved streets, just like sucked into the mud. You know, gone. Jeez. Mm-hmm. 
and then uh what is it knick arm around there there was several landslides uh even a couple hundred miles away stuff was messed up like uh near kodiak three uh 200 and 200 miles away after this this earthquake uh 30 feet this place was raised up 200 miles away that is nuts yeah the ground is dude the ground can be very scary Dang, Earth, you scary. I know, right? Um, southeast of that, even, I don't know how much further that is, uh, some places dropped eight feet and required uh, reconstruction and stuff to fill it. To they, oh, they dropped the highway, so they had to fix the highway. So, yeah, you know, stuff just, you know, Earth just does a thing and stuff disappears into it. Jeez, man. Which is weird considering, you know, I guess that's just gravity sucking shit in harder, right? Yeah. Sure. It does that, mm. I think, or something. Gra- right. Gravity does appara- be like that, I guess. I guess because this earth apparently has a bunch of... You ever bite into like a Whopper, you know, the, the, the malted milk balls? It's like it's hard, but there's a bunch of pockets, little air pockets. I guess that's what earth is like, right? Just in that mantle and crust, I guess. It's just these pockets that just continue to happen in the solid earth round ball thing. I mean, Makes sense. Yeah, it makes like, honestly, dude, earthquakes and all this plate shifting and all that stuff to me makes way more sense on a flat surface and a flatter surface. Let's put it that way. And some of this, especially so much of this in the, the modern era makes so much more sense. And I know we're we'll probably get to it later, but we have machines that can cause these things. We have harp. Oh, yeah, we're going to get to harp. I'm sure there's yeah. a harp station in Alaska. Yeah, that's where the, they were. You mean the harp station? Yeah, the yeah. harp yeah, station. The, yeah. Yes, um, we'll get to that. Thank you, Reinhardt. <laughs> but they, yeah, they have earthquake machines. They have ground penetrating radar that does damage to the earth. But but fracking and that kind of stuff also. I, I think fracking might be uh, a cover for some stuff also as well. I think um, they are doing stuff down there. We've talked about this before between the Air Force and Elon's boring company and who else, whoever else's company that we don't even know about that is uh, <clears throat> that is um, what do you call it? That is digging. Under the earth, right? Under the earth. Under the earth. I'm actually about to drop a picture in the chat of 2022's uh, earthquake map, basically. One sec. There it is. But. Oh, wow. Look at all that. That's a lot. (laughs) Jeez. That's 2022. That's a lot. There's a lot of earthquakes in, in Alaska. Holy shnikes. May as well just painted it a solid color at that point. Mm-hmm. Wow. That's quite a bit. I love how the uh, red stays in the south, the brownish is to the north, and the yellow just stays in the middle. All also perfectly. Mm. Interesting. That is interesting, but um, yeah, it's all up in these mountains. Um. You know, the, uh, some of these were aftershocks from other earthquakes from 2018, from 2021, uh, from 2020s, Siminoff earthquake aftershocks, from 2018's Anchorage earthquake aftershocks. I guess these aftershocks happen years and years later. I don't know. I honestly don't know what's going on. But I, I think, I mean, I, I think I have an idea. I think stuff's going on underneath. You know, I think aftershock is their way of saying they don't know exactly what's going on. It's like dark matter. 
It's just an explanation for not knowing what the fuck's going on. Right. It's an aftershock. <laughs> what? Yeah. It's like two tidal waves coming in from opposite directions during a tsunami. How did that happen? Yeah, uh, that's not supposed to happen. Or, or what was the one that happened in the Philippines? The tidal wave went one way and then it decided to turn around and come back? Oh, yeah. uh, God, I'm blanking out on it. I know what you're talking about. Stop too. beating it. It's already dead. <laughs> <laughs> Leave him alone. He's just a boy. <laughs> Yeah, I no, I was that was one of those that was one of those uh what was that, twenty thirteen, twenty twelve, something like that. I was still I was like full on Alex Jones like yelly conspiratard back then. Like Don't you see the lines in the sky? You don't know what that is? I was doing the bail thing back then, like the barium aluminum thing, you know. Yeah. Yeah. I was I was doing that way before I was doing that well before we met Matt Landman and and Frankenskies was even a thing. Um, that was about, yeah, it was about the time I was putting stuff like that on on Facebook on my normie. <laughs> I was Facebook the guy, yeah, in high school. Oh, dude, I was the guy that would make the the you know the DVD copies and take them to people at work, like the Alex Jones, uh, the End Game, and all those uh, zeitgeist. I'm so embarrassed about that one. Oh, oh I handed out so many copies. It's like, you guys got to check this out. Now I don't necessarily buy like the atheism thing, but all the other stuff, like, like pay attention to that. Uh, I mean, they did nail the federal reserve 100%. Sure. Yeah. And they, they, they got nine 11 halfway, right? They got nine 11 more right than anybody else. But the, uh, the other stuff, I don't, I don't the Akaria S, Egyptologist lady. The, you know what I'm talking about? Yeah, yeah. Yeah, I still have yet to read her book. I want to read that. I really want to read that because the guy who did that used her as like the only source, which is which was bad. You need more than one source if you're going to make a documentary. Christopher Dunn has a very good book on the pyramid. I highly suggest that. Oh, yeah? I read that recently. Yes. Oh, oh cool. Anyway, um, yeah, man, we were talking about harp way back then in 2012. Like, I was yelling about that, like, cause, uh, cause what was it, the Texas hurricane, right? Even on oh, NPR, yeah. on NPR, they gave away the game. They were like, "Well, if I was an evil mastermind with a weather control machine, that's what I would do if I wanted to be, you know, to make to make oil prices go up." Remember, because that, it went right. That's through the, the one that circled around, like it hit it like several times. The oil fields, yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, totally not remote control at all, right? Totally not. But like that was like I was screaming about harp back then, whatever year that was. I don't remember. It was twenty twelve, twenty eleven, twenty ten. Um. Yeah, there was the documentary "Angels Don't Play This Harp." Yeah, I love that one. It's absolutely factual. Uh, harp's been shut down and restarted, I think, twice. Um, I think I think that's correct. Yeah, um, I don't remember. They started in 93. Um, they shut it down in 2014. They brought it back. Uh, it was mid-2015, I think. And then they're, um, they've supposedly made it. A school available. Right? It's, part of, it's part of the University of Alaska now. Yeah, at Fairbanks, and they they make the facility available on like a like a pay per use. 
basis, mm. which mm-hmm. means it's still open and people are still using it. Right. Exactly. Exactly. Which means it's still they just yeah they just transferred names and you know to change somebody to get out of there that stole too much money. Well, like, that, when, now it belongs to University of Alaska. So like, oh, it's not government. The government's not doing it anymore. It's uh, <laughs> just it's private college right you yeah alaska uh stanford penn state boston college ucla clemson dartmouth cornell johns hopkins oh this one still says johns hopkins is it john was it always john hopkins or johns hopkins always johns hopkins with an s right Mm yes okay cool it still says johns hopkins so whoever is doing it wrong wikipedia still got it right um university of maryland college park university of massachusetts mit Polytech uh, Institute of New York, uh, Virginia Tech, and the University of Tulsa. These are all, a lot of these, not these are all, a lot of these are very prestigious universities uh, when it comes to science and um, money. So for them to be involved, yeah, of course it's government. So, yeah. Oh, according to Harp's original management, the project strove for openness and all activities were logged and publicly available, a practice which continues under the University of Alaska Fairbanks. Yeah, I'm sure we can completely, completely trust those documents. Oh, totally. Mm-hmm. So what Harp is, it, uh, it directs a 3.6 megawatt signal in the 2.10 to 10 megahertz region of the higher frequency band into the ionosphere um, in either a pulsed or continuous uh, beam signal, excuse me, um, to influence the ionosphere to what degree and to what end? Uh, you know, who knows? Just uh, doing research in the sky, you know, seeing how electricity affects the clouds, or right? I mean, that's what they tell us. Well, well yeah, basically. Hmm. What are they really doing? I don't know. This seems to me like they seem to know how to manipulate the ether still. Yeah. In a way. Well, yeah, they're they're plucking like uh angels don't play this harp, you know, they're they're plucking on frequencies and probably plucking on on whatever the makeup of the ether is. You know, if they find pockets where it's more prevalent, more powerful, and they harness that, they're able to pull that mm-hmm. in and redirect it, then sure. Right, right. Um, something. Uh, the, the thing with this is uh, that the ionosphere, for some reason, the ionosphere is where, where these guys do their research. They do all this stuff. Um, because it's, it's difficult to, uh, to measure the ionosphere because balloons can't get up there. Satellites can't orbit there because the air is too thick. You know, balloons can't get up there because it's too thin. So HARP gets up there and does what it, it does. So, yeah. so they, the, the scientists pioneered the exploration of the ionosphere by, oh, by perturbing it with radio waves <laughs> and studying how it reacts. Let's just tickle it with radio waves, see what it does. Poke it a little bit. What could go wrong? Yeah, right? Exactly. Poke the bear. See what happens. Um, this is like the stuff that they say that it does. Um, you know, it's, this is all very sciencey and probably what a lot of people that do the research there actually do. You know, the, the compartmentalized people that speak to the people that write the Wikipedia articles. Um, right. Right. But the people that are actually doing whatever the stuff that Harp actually does, which is 
likely weather manipulation. I mean, I'm not, you can't say they don't. They know they do. That's what they do. They, they say they do. But they also say they do a bunch of other bull crap. Plus, I mean, weather manipulation has been around since at least Vietnam, where we were flooding out the Ho Chi Minh Trail. So. Oh, no. Well, way before that, <laughs> way, way before that black and white. We did with when uh, Matt Lamon came on. We watched his documentary and he talked about uh, them doing weather manipulation in the early 30s with cloud seeding and making those giant walls of clouds and stuff. Remember those videos? Oh, I oh, forgot yeah. about those. Yeah. Where they made like entire like weather storm fronts and stuff. Um, and, and and not the Nazi website, but um, <laughs> <laughs> but is that still around? Uh, as far as I know, it is, well, I'm it not typing be. it in. That's one, not one. That's not one. I'll type into my browser. I won't. Um, I've looked well, up a lot use of stuff. someone else's phone. Yeah, I used to, yeah. I'll borrow. I was gonna say we're gonna borrow the wife's phone. <laughs> still comes back to you. No, I know, right? Um. But yeah, they made all these storms, and they did it. Did it was World War II before World War II? So, yeah, they were manipulating the weather long before you know they said, "Oh, in Dubai this year, they were using drones to make rain." Remember that? Because mm-hmm. there was such a drought. Well, if they're using drones in Dubai to make rain to prevent them from having a drought, why didn't we do this in California? Ever. Well, I would make the argument, why would you want to save California? But I know what you're saying, but I'm <laughs> but still... doing the doing the other bit. But yes, but also, yes, yes. <laughs> why save that place? <laughs> I mean, the Aussies did everything they did, to, they, everything they could to try to help burn it down. Yeah, I mean, like that is like the longest troll in uh, all of history, as far as I know. Probably one of the best long trolls ever it has to be. Yeah. Top, top five long trolls of all time. Yeah. Yeah. Thank you, Aussies. Yes, Very eucalyptus cool. trees. <laughs> <laughs> They're so pretty. <laughs> they and are. And flammable fucking yes. comes out of a seventy foot tall can of gas. Jeez, <laughs> you love the, to see it. And the rainbow. To be honest, the rainbow ones are beautiful. I'm not gonna lie. Have you ever Double seen rainbow all the way across the sky? No, the rainbow eucalyptus trees. Yeah, no, I know. Have you seen them? Have you ever seen them? I've only seen them in Hawaii. They don't have them in California. I've only seen those in Hawaii. Um, but they're, they are they are very beautiful. That's an amazing creation. I mean, it just evolved that way, right? Yeah, just evolved. Yeah, just yeah, totally. Mm-hmm. Just like the sloth evolved to be the kingpin of whatever its food chain is. Apparently, I, like if evolution, why jellyfish? Still, right? Basically, yeah. yeah. I just. I can't. I, I. I. don't have any patience for evolution tards anymore. Like the way the way that Devin Stark says he has no patience for pancakers. <laughs> <laughs> what a gay at all. Yeah. No. No tolerance for. I have no tolerance for evolution enjoyers. Nope. Yeah. Evolutionists. Whatever you want to call. Science. Scientism believers. Yeah. yeah I just like. I, I. There's a few questions that you ask them that they have no answers for. And they're like, well, you have no answer. I was like, yeah, God, you've made it. Or the creator, whatever you want to call him. You know, if you want to, if you don't want to call him that, that's fine. But like something made that. I mean, so, I'll call him God because, well, A, because I believe, but like also right, right, it pisses right, right. them off. So oh, like, right. Sure. <laughs> but I'm just saying, but I'm just saying like whatever you, you want to do, the creator thing, whatever, the master programmer, like, <laughs> okay, okay, Baldriard. 
But uh, Baldriar <laughs> didn't even believe in rem- he ac- actually Baldriar didn't actually believe in simulation theory. Okay, he was just writing. It was just, it was, he it, it was it was it was, it was, it was shut up. <sighs> Sued. This is the end result of not being able to give people swirlies anymore. Dude, like bullying helped people not be little douchebags. Bring back real gatekeeping, not this gay right. faggot stuff. And the right. gates are the doors on the lockers. <laughs> <laughs> hey, I am bullied a little bit when I was younger. I was little, man. You know, I, I had to learn my place. Yeah. I mean, like, I, I feel like everyone does get bullied at one point. Though. Sure. Everybody gets picked on a little bit. Yeah. Yeah. And then if you can't take it, then it continues. Exactly. That's the whole thing is you have to learn to take it, dish it out back and to be better at it than them. Yeah. Like yeah. get good scrub. Yeah. I've had a lot bigger people like to me tell me that I'm a bully. I'm like, well, why? Just because you can't use your words? Skill issue. Is it just because you can't use your words? I'm sorry. If you want to go ahead and try and punch the littlest guy in the room, go ahead. <laughs> go right ahead. So no, go right Alaska. Ahead. Yeah, no, anyways, back to Alaska. I'm sorry. Yeah, I'm sorry. We, we're, we're, we're digressing badly. Uh, back to harp. How do we get from harp to bullying? Oh, bullying. Yeah. Yeah. Nerds. Nerds. Yeah. Um, Come on. Anyways, but yeah, yeah so hard. no, that's the thing. Uh, is the, the stuff it was created? We were going back to creation, no evolution. There you go. Where do we get to harp? That we get to harp. Uh, the ionosphere. Using mm. this weapons in Vietnam and then going all the way back to you, oh, yeah. Wow, what a rewind! All right. Yeah. Um, they don't use it anymore, guys. They said so. Okay. I, you know, like I have no proof of this, but you know what? This past summer up here. Uh, it's been raining. If it's not like a hundred degrees out, mm-hmm. it's straight up downpouring, mm-hmm. and it seems to tactically be downpouring every weekend. It'll be sunny and hot all day while I'm at work, dying, and then all of a sudden it's like, man, I can't wait to go swimming this weekend, and downpouring. <laughs> yeah, I, I mean, this spring there was. Across the country, there was a lot of really, really weird weather that happened. There was winter that stayed. There was like it stayed winter in like North Dakota until like almost like late May or something. There was yeah. snow. Um, there was like in in Tennessee, North Carolina, like uh, Virginia area. A lot of that area got washed out with rain in the spring. Like the planting season, there wasn't one. Because of all the rain. Uh, right. And then there was no rain for a long time. And it's just been a very strange. The weather has been getting stranger and stranger every year. And it, and, and I don't believe that it's cow farts. So It's not cow, for, cow farts. It's not you know, man-made climate change from fossil fuel use or anything like that. No. Mm-hmm. It's, it's no, something else. I, I, uh, I am kind of with Nick Beggage. And uh, yeah, that... that uh, they used the harp to manipulate the weather. Um, there's a lot of, I mean, there's a lot of conspiracy theories around, uh, around harp that it's a weapon. It's a military weapon. I mean, obviously it is. <laughs> uh, yeah. I was going to say that goes without saying. Yeah. Um, well, and they, and they say, well, it's not even possible to use it as a weather weapon. It's not even possible. And it's outside the scope of our capabilities. We can't do that. Oh, so you tried. They investigated themselves and found, well, yeah. (laughs) We tried, we tried, we couldn't, we just couldn't do it. Tell them we couldn't do it. We told them, and there's a chance. It's like, yeah, 
It's like it's like Monty Python. We told them we already got one. Yeah, like what? Yeah, we 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 told them it didn't work. Awesome. Trust me, guys. We tried. Mm-hmm. Okay, we tried real hard. It's but- beyond our capabilities, you guys. Like way beyond our capabilities. There's no way we are capable of doing anything like that with this this machine. I don't believe you. Now, if we were really evil, we would tell you that. You know, we will be at that capability in about five to ten years, but don't worry about that. Yeah, right, right. No, they've been doing this since the freaking probably the 60s with this thing. All right. Well, that's the only military or like hard, like conspirator hard conspiracy I think we got with Alaska, right? Is it harp? Everything, um, everything else well, is like cool stuff. Like There's like cryptid. a UFO base. I couldn't find too, too much. There's like some. Supposedly, like secret UFO hangar. Where the hell did I? Put yeah, that? there's. It's um, Mount Hayes military base. It's it's like a Cheyenne Mountain type thing. Oh, really? Um, mm. mm-hmm. underground under underneath a mountain, and no, not the Pyramid Mountain. Um, but there are apparently several black sites throughout Alaska, and we'll we'll get to you know the Triangle and all that stuff later. But they're all concentrated supposedly in that area. Um, where hmm. we do see a lot of the, quote, cool stuff. Yeah, but just to say concentrated in that area, that area is so big. It's massive. Right. It's way bigger than the Bermuda Triangle. Now, Mount Mount Hayes is, now is that a military? Uh, it's the highest mountain in the uh Okay, yeah, Alaska it's actually, range. okay. So I guess, yeah, there was, there, was U, there were UFOs in 2020. That's what happened. That's where it was like. Yeah, okay. there have been constant sightings of UFOs actually since the late 40s, since around the time of okay. the um, the Roswell incident, because that was 1947, right? Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Right, okay. so 1947, so yes. you actually have a sighting there too. Mm-hmm. Yes, okay, so here we go. Okay, so this is, yeah, the North Ridge. Okay, I got you. This is Mount Hayes. That's the North Ridge. That's where the Alaska Triangle and all the where the alien base. I, now, okay, you guys do know that the uh, it was a CIA analyst they discovered the UFO base. Convenient. Yeah, that's why. That's why we say supposedly. And if there is one, it probably isn't this one. And even if this does exist, it's not the only one. Right. Well, you can tell it's real by the amount of documentaries they have about it. There's uh, the Secrets of Mount Hayes, the Alaska Triangle, which is on Apple TV. There is Missing in Alaska, a UFO over Mount Hayes, season one, episode three. Um, from another series on the History Channel, there's the... Uh, there's that show with William Shatner. Mm-hmm. There's there's an entire There's TV the Alaska series. Triangle. Yeah, there's the Alaska Triangle series. Yeah. There's the Secrets of Mount Hayes on the Travel Channel. There's Oh, yeah, you know it's real. Ancient Aliens did an entire episode on it. That's how you know it's fake and gay. Well, they, they, well, yeah, one hundred percent. That was what I was <laughs> like that one right there. That, that's what we were saying, Jack. That's how you know it's totally real. Because yes, oh, no, yeah, Ancient Aliens did a whole episode about it. Yeah, I can't even pretend anymore. So, yeah. so guys, speaking of like um, underground facilities and stuff, mm-hmm. I did have an observation about Alaska, What's that? and that's that it's one of the very few places in the whole realm that has no star forts. It's the only, yeah. That's it's the lo- I think it's the largest single area. I mean, can, you know, considering Alaska, it's, it's a state, but yeah, 
there's no star forts there now yeah that being said is that because there never were any star forts there or because they were totally obliterated like the rest of the ones were in like crimea and Af- and uh and uh the rest of eurasia there yeah siberia Good like no- nothing above like yekaterinburg nothing above mongolia all the way to kamchatka all the way to alaska i mean there's nothing in canada even above uh, hudson bay like the and, middle of Hudson Bay. And don't forget that the stuff in the the west of the United States is all basically destroyed. Right. You know, the stuff that's in the mountains up there. Uh, remember we went looking at those? And there's those star forts in like um, Colorado and, and Arizona or whatever. They're, it's the southwest, but they're they're just gone. They're like, there's remnants of one. And yeah, right. you can kind of see the imprints of it. Right. Like so the like, outline. So basically... <clears throat> from like the western United States area all the way up Canada over to Alaska over to that swath of Russia, it's like a large swath that like seems to be devoid of star forts. Yeah, you could almost draw a perfect rectangle around this whole area, yeah. and you would have you know if you if you drew perfectly equilateral or equal rectangle you know on both two sides and two sides, you would only have a handful of star forts compared to everywhere else like go over to europe and your computer might have a heart attack if you're <laughs> right. looking at the the google map of star forts right trying to right. layer all those images on top of each other yeah like southeast asia has a ton mm-hmm. india has mm-hmm. a ton In- yeah india has so many for some reason all right back to china devoid we know why china is devoid because they yes. either destroyed them or they just won't let them be seen right uh there's that um okay so alaska has none it's weird yeah. But Grognak, they, what is your take on that? Oh, sorry. Um, well, what reminded me of bringing this up when you were talking about the military base thing, mm-hmm. like, like the as if thing, you know what I mean? Right. Maybe there are no ingress or egress points to the underworld or any big bunker systems there. So, you know, I think that's what the Star Forts are. You think like those said, are- if you're going to come out of, if you're going to come out of your, your big underground facility, you want to come out somewhere where there's fortification around you, you know? It makes sense. Actually, well, makes I, a lot that's of sense. what I really think they are. You really think that those are ingress, egress points to the underworld. Interesting. Yeah, totally. That's an interesting, that's an interesting take, dude. I, I actually, okay. that makes sense, man. I mean, why not? I'm not saying it is. I'm going to have to, Going to have to go to back down to San, San Augustine. Let me, see I mean, they're, sneak they're around. mostly controlled now. Yeah, well, right? they are all controlled. Yeah, they're all either controlled. And... They're either they're either historical sites where they have you know the brass plaques and the, the the big ropes that are chained off, right? Or they're turned into things like the Statue of Liberty or uh, a fort or an act like an actual fort or a city or something, right? Like the one uh, close to uh, Logan Airport in Boston that I sent a bunch of pictures of. It's just like, yeah, you are not getting in there. It's just like uh, completely chained off, walled off, everything, giant gates. Yeah, you're not getting in. Yeah. Interesting how they have the protection set up like that for the, for what we would consider a star fort. Yeah. So none in Alaska. Um, that is that is interesting. So, But what they do have, they, they have a lot of natives in Alaska, right? They have a lot of native tribes. Dude, it's also just so weird. It's like 50 miles from Russia. I'm sorry. It's just weird. <laughs> what, Alaska? Yeah. Why? Oh. Why is it weird? It's like 50 miles away from Russia. I don't know. It just is. It's like they, they talk about like 
I don't know, all this nonsensory with uh, Russia all the time. You'd, you'd think they'd stage some false flags there. Or I mean, make it sound like it was a big problem. Yeah, but like, what's, and, there's like nothing in Alaska to fuck with, though. That's like the whole thing. It's true. I mean, Russia's Russia's bases are typically. I mean, they do stuff in the Bering Sea and and up north, but I mean, they're they're pretty active going to the south. But in the winter, everything's frozen around there, and it's it's hard as crap to actually do anything unless we it's have, aircraft. We have pipelines yeah. that are up there, don't we? Yes. Yeah. We have. Yeah. Like oil pipelines. The Alaskan pipeline. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Well, and there's also one one quick thing before we we change subjects. There is something now. Alaska is devoid of star forts, but it is not devoid of pyramids. Oh, the big black pyramid, the BBP, mm-hmm. the BBP. Yeah, <laughs> that's going in the show title somewhere. <laughs> um, yeah, in near Mount McKinley, I guess in like 1992. Uh, there was an underground nuclear test done uh, done in like China's desert, like oh, in shit. the north. I'm sorry, what? And <laughs> yeah, nuclear. Yeah, nukes. Nuke underground. Yeah. Well, we can't do it well, above ground anymore because you could because people are like, we want to watch, and then they're like, oh wait, uh, we're doing them underground now. We can't only do them underground from now on. Just underground where nobody can see it. They go to another school. Yeah. Yep. It's not safe. Um, you, you can't see it. Uh, sorry. Should should have been born a little bit earlier when we did it above ground, but no. Right, right. Actually, when you could sit on yeah. when you could yeah. sit out on your patio in Vegas and just watch them with sunglasses. Yeah. Right. Okay, so tell um, us tell us about the dark pyramid. Yeah, so apparently it was discovered after looking at seismographic readings of the explosion, and they noticed that in Alaska it revealed a pyramidal structure. So I'll post the image here so y'all can see it. I posted one of the above ground, but here is the location and what they would have seen. So apparently from the size, it's bigger than the Great Pyramid in Egypt, which is the same claim made as the so-called Pyramid of the Sun that was discovered by uh, that guy Sam Osmanovic in Serbia years and years ago. Okay. The government still is trying to claim does not exist. Right. That's just a, it is just it is just hill covered grass. It just it is yeah, just, just big mountain. Go go away. Just grass. <laughs> it is just go away. Yes. It is Suicides. nothing to see. <laughs> well in this one you could see the top of it. It's just the top that's sticking out, but um just the tip it, just the tip comparatively, <laughs> but if it goes down far deeper into the ground. And apparently a source in the 1950s, or at least the source's father, source. said that in the 1950s and 60s, he was actually working at this site of the pyramid and that they had uh, set up. Hang on, let me find the actual quote. Here it is. After the war, my father majored in electrical engineering and physics. And after graduating from college, he was chosen by the military to join a group of other experts to study and operate in a subterranean building in Alaska known as the Black Pyramid. He mentioned multiple times how seriously the government regarded this initiative and precautions they took to keep it hidden. Um, uh, It was a research project on energy distribution. Hmm. Okay. The best guess is that they were trying to harness something that was found inside this pyramid. Maybe it's ether. Black goo. Black goo, electromagnetic. Something. Something which I think electromagnetic is kind of 
the same thing is you mentioned like quantum mm -hmm. stuff and electromagnetic is really just like ether. Um, I, don't, I don't know about ether underground, though. I would think it'd be like maybe some kind of maybe dark ether. <laughs> dark ether. Dark ether. <laughs> Got to get him some sunglasses. <laughs> um, but whatever speaking it is, of, they of, have even like oh, a pyramid the, trail. The fell. There you go, nerds. What's oh, there you go. Fell. F-E-L. From World of Warcraft. It's like that's like evil ether. They have oh right, ether. right, okay, evil, right, okay. Thank you. Yes, I was like, I'm tr my brain is like, you know what that is? You know what <laughs> that, that is? is. The thing, yeah. No, like you <laughs> Sorry, played that no. game. My brain's like, you played that game like 17 years ago, idiot. I'm, I'm like, yeah, that was so long. I forgot about it so long ago. Yeah, yes. there is basically dark ether. Okay, but, sorry, Ryan. Um, no, 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 but I that was like, necessary. <laughs> I can see something like that. They found something underground and they're trying to channel its power or some, something, right? Sending like alien versus predator, but in the north. Yeah. I mean, in, okay. So it was a little misdirection with Antarctica, but. I, I, why not both? Why not? Why okay, not no, both sides? No, okay. Yeah. No, like, like there's not underground everywhere. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like there's, yeah, like there, like yeah, like on, like underground and the underworld only exists in Antarctica. No, it exists everywhere. everywhere. Right, there's layers and to the and they guard this. Like Jack, you were talking about the Star Fort in uh, just near Boston, right? Um, and how they control, they control all entry. They control everything they can. Now the Alaska government does officially recognize that this pyramid mountain exists. But nobody's allowed to get anywhere near it. So right, and it's yeah, not no, necessarily even the United States military because they don't know who these people are that are actually guarding it. Right. It's it's like dudes in black in black armor and right you know, SUVs going in and out. There's no insignia, nothing. Right. I, no license plates, no insignia, no nothing. This is yeah. This is actually like really cool, <laughs> but also like you're kind of spooky. Right, Black Pyramid near Mount McKinley, very mm -hmm. active volcano, very recently active volcano. Right, exactly. Which, so there's obviously a lot of energy there. If right, something is going on there. You got the chemical reaction that is the volcano going on. So, I don't know. Who knows? I mean, there's, there's, we don't, we will never know what's in there. But, um, so what's the what what else what's the what else is going on with this? This, uh... uh not not much that's really what we've got on the pyramid in alaska other okay. other than all the you know spooky stuff which i know we'll we'll get to that might have to be a uh a second hour thing okay is all the spookiness yeah we're gonna do all the spookier stuff in the second hour the cryptids all the fun stuff if we were if we were a pay to listen show you'd have to pay to listen to the next hour do like do, do we like, have annoying uh, ads no, no annoying ads. We don't know. I would Hello never, Fresh. No, no matter well, what, no matter. Oh God, Hello Fresh. God, don't make me choke you. Uh, um, no. One thing I would never do. If we could, we might do a paywall. Like if ever did like a five dollar a month paywall or something, that'd be cool. But I'm not gonna do ads. That's the dumbest thing ever. It if is. You if you don't pay, you you get annoying ads. What are you like, gonna what are we, do? What are we? What would we even advertise? Like Mint Mobile, Simply Safe. No, like yeah, we're gonna advertise Cryptid ourselves. Currency? Like at, we can advertise our our friends' shows, but I mean, I don't know. <laughs> speaking of we our friends, <laughs> speaking of our friends' shows, uh, we just had our buddy Dimes, my buddy Dimes, 
You guys don't know dimes. <laughs> on uh, from Blood Satellite, that was a lot of fun. Uh, you guys, uh, if you ha- haven't had a chance to check out that episode, definitely do. And then when you're done with that, go check out their podcast, uh, bloodsatellite.ca. Yes, they're Canadian. They're okay, though. They're cool. I don't know. My last uh, interaction with Canadians was pretty bad, so uh, you... they might have to redeem. Hey, do you know if your buddy uh, joined uh, their thing? I don't think so. Okay. Because they were all excited about it um... because of, you know, the author and all. Yeah, I'll have to double check. All right, I'll tell you. I'll tell you after. I, I, yeah, yeah, I'll, yeah. I'll stop being cryptic during the break. Um, <laughs> I was like, I, I'm, I'm thinking I know what he's talking about, but I'm not entirely sure. I'm just like totally. I'm like trying to give you like the, I got the fingers on my temples, trying to give you like the sending you the information. All right, let's just do the break then, so you don't have to be vague. We're, no, we're, I, was, yeah, I was telling the audience about the vagueness, the vagary. We are going to listen to dog. Uh, Jeez, dog bug. Grognak. <laughs> <laughs> well, normally it's like Grognak. What'd you pick out for us, right? He's not here. This he's not here tonight. So, uh, Grognak, did you did you find us a cool song? I did. Uh, I picked another All Them Witches track. If you guys like them, okay, they were kind of cool. kind like of mountainy. Sure. Uh, what's this one called? This is the Marriage of Coyote Woman. All right. We're, all right, the Marriage of Coyote Woman, uh, and we'll be back.
nothing ever pierced my heart. Worst thing to do is to shatter all my pride. Scratch right out, nice and slow. Think I got one more mile left to go. I never met a salesman like you before. Lines of the world just ripping us apart. Scratch right out. is still the Paranormies. I'm still Johnny with Reinhardt, Jack, and Grognak, and we are still in Alaska. It's far. It's cold. The Aurora Borealis is there. That's cool, right? The uh, the green lights in the sky? Aether in the sky. Aether in the sky. What do you guys think that is? Mm. Don't all speak at once. I'm not going first. <laughs> What, what do we think the Aurora Borealis? Yeah, what do we like? What our own little personal, you know, what take on Aurora Borealis? I think that it's possible it could be ether in the air. It's a it's a reaction in the atmosphere of this system, mm-hmm. this enclosed realm system. It has to do with the pole, the the pole star rate, X Monday area. Well, that's 
I mean, yeah, it's usually around that, the Axis Monday, the, the pole area. Um, yeah, so Alaska is just one of the best places to see yes. it from, right, that we don't mm -hmm. kind of... Yeah, Alaska, the, Scandinavia, Russia. Is that because of the altitude up there? People get a good view? I've never been. No, the altitude and that far north. Right, right. So my my, my only real guess that I, I really think I can put my feet in the ground on is it has something to do with the, the North Pole. Mm. Yeah. Well, I mean, the, the actual definition is just a disturbance in the magnetosphere caused by solar winds. Well, we know it's not the solar winds that they say exist. Right. I don't know, dude. This is a space. Really... Yeah. <clears throat> Excuse me. These are just like um, BS. I know that Matt from reasons. Quantum of Consciousness goes on about how there's uh, the the magenta that's in it now and that used to not be there. Mm -hmm. I know a lot of people said it's always green. It's green, but it's got a purplish background-ish to it now, and it didn't used to have that. I see what he's talking about. And that's yeah, that magenta. One of those, well, that's yeah, the purple. Emeralds turning magenta things, right? Yep. yep. And it, well, this is, you know, the Emerald City, right? The, 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 that was the whole thing about the, the North Pole. We need to do an episode on the North Pole and just talk about, like, yeah. Because yeah. The, North, the North Pole was, like, you know, very important, obviously. They made you forget about it really quick. What about the South Pole? Well, they, uh, hang on. The North Pole, they made it like the most important place ever because Santa's there and he makes your toys. Then all of a sudden, Santa's not real anymore. Why and do you think they try to shut it down? Because Santa is at the head of the Nephilim One World Empire. Right. That's you guys weird. ever see Scrooge? I love the beginning of that at Santa's workshop. <laughs> yeah, Lee Majors helps defend him from terrorists. Yeah. That's awesome. <laughs> the elves all take guns. The out. $6 million man. <laughs> right. Yeah. This is one Santa who's going out through the front door. <laughs> All right, but anyways, Alaska, you can see the Aurora Borealis, right? Mm-hmm. Mm -hmm. Solar winds, farts from the sun. Anyways, speaking of braps. Um, <laughs> Smedge. No, dude, <laughs> the hairy man. That You guys got me, you're like, right before, right after the break, we were before we got recording, we were talking about what we're going to do next, but we're going to do this guy next, the Urayuli. What the hell is this guy? Look, the, imagine the braps. The thing's got an ass bigger than, <laughs> like, it's like Sa if Sasquatch went on an all-American diet for a while. Like, he's fat. This dude is fat. This is like. This is Santa. Big, yeah, Bigfoot's fat, F-A-T, but, like, this is Bigfoot, fat, P-H-A-T. Yes. <laughs> I mean, yes, this the picture, man. It, if you just took the face and the beard and everything, it does look like Santa Claus, I'm just saying. It, I mean, if if Santa Claus was a gorilla, right? Because he's got like the gorilla head, like the above his, because you know the the hair comes down to his eyebrows. Right, that's like the gorilla part of his head. But he's got like the Santa Claus face and beard. Gorilla claws. Gorilla claws. <laughs> gorilla claws and the BVP. <laughs> all the all the elves are actually like white chimps. <laughs> all right, all right. So Blind the hairy monkeys. man, the hairy man is a southwest Alaskan cryptid, right? So he's uh he's big, like like Bigfoot, six to ten foot tall. Yeah, and I mean, so southwest Alaska. Wait, south 
I guess they're talking what near like Kodiak Island, Bering Strait, beginnings of the Bering Strait. In the wide tundra area near Lake Iliama. I don't know what that is. I want to look that up where Lake Iliama is. I've got it on Google Maps. Let me. I've just had Google Maps up this entire time looking at Alaska. Oh, yeah? Lake Iliama. Yep, there it is. Iliamna Lake. It is. Okay, it is southwest. It's near the beginning of the Bering, the Bering Strait. Okay. And that is basically like a much colder, much more snowy Pacific Northwest. It's very rainy. Very yep, there it is. It's Little Lake. Yeah. Takes up m- most of what, if you cut off the Aleutians right there, right at the skinny part, it makes up about, what, about a third of it? Mm-hmm. Yeah, so that's about, that's around where that's around where you can find this guy, this thick cryptid, <laughs> or, or he finds or he finds you. Yeah, so he's true. for his size. He's supposed to be pretty quick, very fast, and he's a very fast swimmer. For you, hmm. <laughs> well, it's also near Lake Clark, Lake Clark National Park and Preserve. So national park. There you go. Connection right uh-huh. there. Yep. Lot of, maybe maybe boulder thrower, this guy. Yeah, if Bigfoot throws rocks and sticks, this guy chucks boulders. Mm-hmm. This I mean, is like dude, Highland sightings, Games Bigfoot. Sightings up until like I mean, recent sightings, nineteen ninety nine, but going back this isn't one that's that's back in the eighteen hundreds. This is like nineteen fifties, nineteen fifty six. There's a fisherman spotted the Ura this guy, I wish I knew how to pronounce this. Urayuli. Urayuli. Irayuli. I don't know. Irayuli. As he was anchoring his fishing boat on the beach at night, a biologist from Ketchikan later found and took a photograph of huge human-like footprints on the same beach. So, right. somebody the spotted interesting. Somebody spotted it in, in uh, near the water, and somebody took and somebody took pictures of its footprints. Nineteen eighty two sighting is very interesting. Holy cow, 10 feet and 750 pounds with long reddish brown fur. Now, the fur color has, uh, it's different in, in most of these. Like, you, this one's red. There's one where it was black. Uh, the picture is kind of a whitish gray. It's good to know that they accept diversity, you know? Yeah, we did say Alaska got very diverse in the 1900s. It did. It did. Um, you know, and again, quick and agile. You know, diversity is usually pretty agile. <laughs> How high can it jump? Right. Does it wear it's Tim's? Blame for stealing fish and dogs. Stealing. So stealing. There we go. Right. <laughs> right. Does this thing ride bikes? Oh, man. Can, can it visualize an apple? Well, it's not his bike, but it's, yes. It's a shame that we didn't play Sasquatch by my buddy Hard R from way back in the day. You guys remember that song? Oh, yeah. He'll break into your house tonight. Like <laughs> he's coming to yeah, he'll break, no, he'll break into an ATM or breaking your. Yeah, that was a great song, great little punk rock song. But anyways, um, yeah. So in Dillingham, apparently, uh, this hunting guide had taken pictures of the Uriali standing on a mountain ridge. So kind of weird the way that they describe this this. Uh, this one sighting in 1982, a hunting guide showed a picture that he had taken. It's like, when did he take the picture? Like, did he just show the people in 82? Like, he took the picture in 77. 
Like, yeah. And he's like, hey, everybody, there's a picture I took a couple of years ago. Like, like I'm, I'm just doing a quick search picture of your, your Ayuli. Yes. While you look that up, uh, in the one in 1999, along the banks of the Kisaralik River, uh, a group was able to take a photo of a pair of huge wedge-shaped footprints they'd noticed in the mud. They were estimated to be about 14 inches long and three feet, excuse me, three feet, three inches deep, and were approximated to be at least six feet apart. Dude had big steps. Yeesh. Well, tracks, I mean, he's that big and he's moving quickly, which is something that... You know, if if this is related to Bigfoot, which it seems like from depictions he is, Bigfoot can move very fast. Mm-hmm. Giants in general can be very agile, despite mm-hmm. being mm-hmm. quite heavy. Well, um, in the same year, 1999, a huge black-haired creature was seen standing on two legs in the cold bay of Belovsky. Stood about 14 feet tall and had the appearance of an ape with very long arms and legs. So... This guy is um, more primate, but like large, um, upright primate, primate. Yeah. Yeah, We don't see many descriptions, any descriptions of like facial features. So, yeah, we don't know if it looks human in the face or looks like an ape in the face. Right. Or if it's a flat, you know, nostrils instead of a nose. Yeah, because, I mean, Johnny, we all know here, like, Bigfoot sightings, they go back and forth, right? Some look more human, some look more ape-like, some look like a meld of the two. Right. This one, we got nothing. We we didn't. We didn't get anything. There's no description of it at all, other than the hair. You know, it's long, two to four inch long hair, black hair, red hair. Um, However, most of the encounters, actually, all the encounters that we've, we've read about tonight... um are harmless and undisruptive. Most of them are just like finding footprints, to be honest. So, Well, there's another sighting, Johnny, that's up a, up above. Uh, it's a couple links back that is in a little bit more detail and, and adds to that, like the peaceful type sightings. Where's that? Which one? Uh, it's from Delta Discovery. Mm-hmm. Oh, that uh, the other link. Sighting in Napa, Napa Kiak. I don't think I have that one. Uh, it's in there. But I don't. I literally had it pulled up in my browser, and now I don't see. Is it, it on the? Uh, yeah, it's on the prep doc. It's in the yeah, Bigfoot sightings. Yeah, it's our, um, no Alaska Hairy Man sighting. Yeah, Alaska Hairy Man. Okay, where's that one? Oh, page, I found it online. Page on. five. Oh yeah, I yeah I thought I opened this. I did have this open. Okay, I do have this. I, I, now I have three of these open. <laughs> it's buried. I have like 200 tabs open. Yes. Yeah, this is the one. This is the, uh, the footprints. These are uh, in Napakalak. 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 I don't know. Fucking Alaskans. Napakalak. Napakalakalakalakalaki. I don't know. Melakaliki Makai. Mekaliki Hai Mekahani. Wait a minute. That's that's Peter Herman. Dang, Alaskans, you guys. Really doing the Tower of Babel up there. Right. So this hairy man. Oh, this is 2013, dude. This isn't even all that long ago in encrypted sighting history there. Um, and This was 2013. A worker in the Napakiak Village Corporation. They have their own corporation in the village, apparently. 
was just taking a look outside the second-story window of the building during the early afternoon hours when she saw something unusual walking on top of the bluff on the other side. It was dark-colored and walking on two feet. It was real unusual, too tall to be a person, she said. It was taller than the brush on top of the bluff. She had seen people before on the bluff, and they were never that tall. It walked down to the lower part of the bluff and disappeared. About 10 minutes later, it reappeared, so she ran downstairs and called people inside the store on the lower floor to the building to come up and take a look at what she was seeing. About eight people went upstairs, went to the windows, and they all saw it. <laughs> they were all excited. Whoever wrote this was like in third grade. <laughs> this is this is like, uh, we need at least this many sentences. Okay, gotcha. Right, right, right. Put a period in between everything. Definitely not me. There was some snow on the ground this late April day, and they saw children playing and sledding down the bluff. Some of the kids saw the creature and started running for home, crying in terror. The children later described the animal, saying its hair was dark brown. Yes, terrifying. <laughs> like it had dark brown hair. If an AI Menacingly. wrote this by Delta Discovery staff, okay, an AI wrote these words. He's just standing there. What is it? What do they say? An AI typed this, Jack? Uh, or like you know, like Jewish like, hands typed this post. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Basically, it's a God. What would it be for AI? I don't know. It's like AI or child. AI. Wait, wait, wait. Demon hands wrote this. Hang on. I was gonna say AI algorithms types this post. Right. So a snowmobiler appears over the trail and wasn't paying attention, didn't see the creature, but the creature did something unusual. It hid by crouching down on the ground and moved off when the snow machine passed. Hmm. I thought that was interesting. Yeah. Because, I mean, typically, like, Bigfoot sightings, they're going to hide, if if you can call it hiding, you know, they'll, they'll blend in with foliage, they'll hide in trees, or they will stay completely hidden and you won't really see them at all except for, like, eyes in the pitch black which I still expect to be seeing out here right. at some point. Um, <laughs> but this thing, like it, it truly was trying to evade being seen after it already been seen by like 15 people. Right. Um, so yeah. So a few minutes later, it disappeared. The worker that provided the story said that this wasn't the only time the hairy man had been sighted near Napakiak. Day before the sighting, a lone ice fisherman near Navagiak had seen a group of them together. Hmm. The, this, listen to this sentence. The person that provided the picture of the footprints went a day or two later and, uh, okay, they went a day or two later and photographed the footprints of the being. Even though the tracks were distorted after a couple days by the hot sun in springtime, wasn't there just snow? Uh, this sledding. is. Yeah. yeah, this. I mean, there's snow on the ground, and clear. this is up north. Right, in a couple of days by the hot sun. Apparently there's hot sun, too. All right, whatever. The worker's mother and father always told her these hairy man beings have their own families. They're trying to just survive as we are, and we have to respect them the same way we respect the land. The worker said these beings will also defend themselves if they are their other family members. If they are threatened, so we have to leave them be when we see them. This um, seems a lot like... Uh, you know, when they say that the people, um, they have families and they're like, this sounds like this with the other one we're going to talk about in a little bit. Oh, yeah. You know? Well, and, and we get that we've been seeing that a lot recently. And I think I mentioned this back when I was still living in Tennessee to you guys was talking about 
well when when we get to the other creature we'll talk about it because mm. it's, it's the one i'm thinking of right yes yes okay yeah, okay so we'll talk about that there was another okay there's another recording of the sighting from 2013 um a family witnessed the uh that black creature when they were picking berries on the other side of that bluff i guess yeah they were out berry picking uh out by where i guess on the other side of where that lady saw it I guess they, excuse me, they saw it before it went over the bluff and the other people saw it in the snowmobile. That's the thing that got me confused about the other stories. There was just a snowmobile and now they're talking about, you know, after three days in the hot sun. Like, make up your mind, Alaska. I mean, the sun's out and it's still cold. Everything kind of refreezes. They get a little bit more snow over the night. That's why that shit, that shit sucks. Yeah, for like the whole like, oh, it's gonna melt during the day, but also, by the way, it's gonna drop way below zero. Everything's gonna turn to a solid sheet of ice. Have fun tomorrow morning. Tomorrow morning. (laughs) Right. Oh, maybe this was afterwards. Okay, never mind. This was after. So when after it had walked away, it went towards where? Okay, it went the other direction, over the bluff, and then towards these people who were berry picking. Because after they saw it, it took off, and what? And then there was a huge thunderstorm almost immediately after. That was like the end of the other story. Isn't that a commonality, or at least with like missing four and one stuff, where it's like someone goes missing and then all of a sudden storm out of nowhere? Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's a big. That's a big yeah, that is a that is a big, um, not, not coincidence. It's a, it happens a lot that I've found with those missing four one ones. There's a, there's a lot of times there's a thunderstorm. Yeah, because it'll just commonality. Destroy. That's yeah. the word I was looking for. Commonality. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Damn it. Yeah. Yeah, just like uh oh like oh was there tracks there? Well, not anymore. Right. Right. Yeah. All right. It is time, Jack. It's is it? Yes. Is it? Yes. It's my time to it is now, shine. It's, yes, it's your time. Yes. My time has come. Yes. There are other there are <laughs> other cryptids, but none none so enthralling, none so interesting as me, as Jack. <laughs> <laughs> no, literally, there is uh, the. They are called the Kushtaka or Kushtaka. I they, I say Kushtaka. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. Uh, which is uh, translates to land otter man. Mm-hmm. They exist. Land I exist. Otter. I'm out there. I'm out there. <laughs> so the land otter, the Kushtasha, the, the they're. They're cryptids, right? And they, um, they are. I have the wrong one. I have the wrong thing pulled up. But um, they are there. There's been many, many sightings of these things, and lots of lore with a couple of different uh, Indian tribes. Like one of was it one of the Indian tribes? Like like really close with them. I think the yeah, I think that's where the um, benevolent because it's usually viewed as uh, malevolent. Mm-hmm. But the there's some cases of them being. Uh, Benevolent, you know, like a you know last lost person in the freezing cold and the snow collapses, and they just they they help them get out of there. Okay, that yeah, that's the cling cling it. Yeah, I I I'm not even gonna butcher that. P L I N G. When you do that, cling Indians, it. you make it hard to say the cling it. Yes, and the Simshian tribe. Mm-hmm. And I, I listened to a lot of that book, Jack. The uh, that book that you posted, yeah, and 
as a, as I would have rather read it myself. The guy reading it was not the right voice for the attitude he was trying to convey. You know what I mean? It was, yeah, it worked. I mean, it worked. I got it, but just like I don't know. I kind of I'm. I think we're kind of spoiled with like Shazam's readings and stuff. I was legit about to say maybe we should get Shazam to read it. No, I mean, oh well, maybe, but it would be. Was it like bit. Harrison Ford giving the narration for the, that Blade Runner cut? Oh God. no it's just like he tried to have like a young guy's attitude and you can clearly tell he was an older man reading it you know yeah and then like the it started off in the beginning where it was just like oh this seems like he's having a good lead up or like the book is and then it just goes i don't even know where and talk about the end he didn't talk about the 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 kustaka quite a lot you know there's a lot of other stuff in the book that wasn't I listened to that whole damn book. Anyways. Yeah. Um, it, but it was just like one chapter towards the end that it finally got into like uh, all all the encounters and stuff like that. I'm like, mm-hmm. wow, about goddamn time. <laughs> Seriously. So these these things are now they're not as big as the Sasquatch. So they're not like eight feet tall. Right. They're like 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 regular human size. Is that right? Uh, I think. Yeah. Like roughly like six feet tall. If I remember if I can find the actual. All right number there but yeah like these things are half man yes half man half otter uh dark brown fur black fur dark brown black fur whatever um they have man hands with the sharp talons long tail man hands (laughs) (laughs) seinfeld thing um large glowing eyes there we go again with the glowing eyes and a mouthful of needle-like teeth um, but they are shapeshifters. These things are. The, yeah, I was gonna say like the, I swear, just to, like the TLDR. This forever. This thing, I swear, when I read this, uh, when I finally did the whole uh, research into these things as much as I could find, it's like, oh, so you're saying they have basically every supernatural power and every other like cryptid possible. It's like all combined, all into one, like all powerful cryptid. Oh, they're like the super cryptid, yeah. Yeah, basically. Um, this thing supposedly uh, preys on children mostly. That's pretty. Yeah, pretty it's evil. it's uh, children and uh, sailors. They'll they'll try to do like a siren song sort of thing and try to lure them out. Right. I think you know when I when I when I said like they were like they were close with one of these <clears throat> Indian tribes. What I meant was the uh, Tleket tribe or whatever they're called uh or the tribe they've messed with the most oh yeah 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 so they were terrified of the, of these things uh, yeah dude i can see why i mean like these things would, would lure their children into the wa- into the you know the woods and then eat them and what's worse is that uh because you know like with with the the native alaskans if you will uh they they as far as I could understand, is they believe in reincarnation, but you need to have a soul for that. Well, can guess what? Kushtaka will literally turn you into an or can turn you into another Kushtaka, mm-hmm. and it will basically essentially steal your soul and you're forever trapped as one. So it, it will do worse than kill you. Dang, Damn. Kushtaka, you scary. Yeah. Wow. Yeah, and well doesn't it and you're not supposed to but, but Reinhardt. Oh, I was gonna say, doesn't doesn't it also 
lure people into with like a siren song yeah that's what jack was saying like they, they do okay. like a baby cry or a woman's cry or whatever oh, okay i'm and, sorry i was yeah. reading and i missed that and they can physically manifest themselves as like dead loved ones or like mm -hmm. in the in the case of the tlingit whatever uh say a family member went missing in the woods years ago all of a sudden you're out there doing whatever hunting whatever and then all of a sudden oh my god i thought you you were dead oh my god and then it comes up and then it reveals itself as it goes to either kill you or turn you right so the shape-shifting yeah the shape-shifting kushtaka uh has supernatural strength speed and agility in the water and endurance great uh they're able to disappear and reappear at will communicate telepathically and can allegedly manipulate time and space okay that's pretty badass so I'm saying it's just like it, like this is like. Uh, Wait, why does it need to make you think it's like a crying baby if it can manipulate time and space? Because I would assume it gets boring after a while playing on easy mode. That's <laughs> very very true. <laughs> Makes sense. Activate. Why does it do it? Why does it do it? Because fuck you. That's why. Because it hasn't <laughs> in a long time. I guess it opens opens up the metaphysical command line and types in activate baby scream mode. <laughs> So this is the well that's the scary part. Okay, so that's that's the really scary part about the uh the Kushtaka to the Tlingit is that um they can turn humans into other Kushtakas, right? Well the 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 Tlingit believe that in order to achieve reincarnation and eternal life, they have to be human. Right? So but not only that, their souls have to be intact. So being transformed into Kushtaka That'll deprive you of both of those things, and the transform, you know, and the transformation will last forever. Yeah, it so. ain't like, uh, oh, I got killed by random cryptid, but at least I can go to heaven or whatever other beliefs. It's like, no, you're, you're, you're screwed. Right, right. <laughs> like you're stuck. Sorry. Yeah, I mean, and not, you know, it's not like something like a shaman can like just, you know, like do a little boogie woogie magic and fix. No, yeah, no, you have to have find a you have to go on a quest or something and find a shaman more powerful than the Kushtaka that you, I don't you have to know what level your shaman is. You know what I mean? So you have to you have to find the specific shaman that's got the glowing yellow mm -hmm. uh, exclamation point above his head. Right. Something like that. <laughs> something in, and make sure you bring your D20s. But yeah. and of course, make sure you have your alchemy bag. Exactly. Um. Scared of dogs, though. It is. It's, uh, what was it? Uh, dogs, copper. I believe it was copper, right? Or was it brass? Uh, copper. I'm trying to find copper. it. Copper. Okay, I thought so. And then for whatever reason, so if you're ever in Alaska, somewhere in the Alaska Triangle, and you're worried about Kushtaka or Otterman trying to get you, for whatever reason, uh, what rewards them off or they're afraid of for some reason is human urine. As I say, yes. Um, it's just pee around your campsite. Basically, yes. So keep them away, yeah. I mean, that's a good way. I mean, you keep coyotes away that way. You know, why not the Kushtaka, right? Yeah, exactly. Yeah, because, like, I mean, most animals go by. They're they're really good with scent, right? Mm -hmm. And urine so, is one of those. Yeah, urine is one of those things that lets you know, oh, it's people. Can't, can't go around that. Uh, Well, maybe. But, dude, what's this about the dog bone? Okay, so a dagger carved from dog bone. Could kill the creature, although this is purely speculation. Hmm. 
Yeah, there's another thing about what could the creature both fears and despises dogs, and it is said that the animal's barking can force the kushtaka to reveal its true form. So, if there's a kushtaka, that's dude. Do you see a dagger carved with dog bone? Carved from a dog bone. All right, and it has to. Yeah, it gets points for creativity. Well, it has to have been. um, It has to have died from a natural cause of death. And I feel like there was something Anything else, else is immoral yeah. or unethical. Yeah, I guess yeah, you what don't kill the dog bone? to take his bone to kill the other thing. That makes sense. Yeah. It's like, oh, no, Kushtaka coming after me. I'm going to shoot my dog in the head and yeah, come here. Come here, Rusty. Yep. <laughs> nope. Can't do that. What if what if it's like a pit bull? Why would you have a pit bull? Well, we're not talking about hellhounds. Yeah. Right now. Also, okay. no. also, how does a pit bull? How does a pit bull die? Is, is getting ventilated by the police dying of natural causes for a pit bull? <laughs> I mean, I would argue yes, specifically for them. Um, All right. Just checking. Yeah. Anything outside of that. Yeah. But then again, it makes you wonder, like, would a pit bull's uh, carved bone work on these things? Probably. Um, So copper, human urine, and some stories, fire. Hmm. The monster doesn't like iron or steel, shamanic magic. But you could find a shaman today. I mean, that's hard to find. They don't just show up in the yellow pages. Um, yeah, you got to know a guy who knows a guy who also knows a guy. <laughs> right. So what was the deal with there was there's was a landslide, right? That killed an entire tribe or an entire village. Right. Oh, yes. Um, that was the St. Thomas, Thomas Bay. That was the Thomas Bay incident or whatever. Yeah, which is uh, also called uh, the Devil's Country by the locals. Right. Because, of course, it is. Um, they called it the strangest story ever told. And I believed that. I was like, oh, I have that book at the house. Cool. <laughs> no. <laughs> I was going to. Yeah. I grabbed it and I started reading it. And it's this book I got from some weirdos in Berkeley a few, like a lot of years ago. And it's not the same story at all. <laughs> it's like, <laughs> I started looking at it and I was like, oh, man. I was high when I got this from these guys or something. Like, this is some weird shit. Like, I don't remember. I'm looking at it and it's like, dude, I'll I'll send I'll, I'll take some pictures. It's a it's a graphic novel. I'll take some pictures and post it in the chat one of these days. It's freaking weird. Right. It's literally gotta be the strangest story ever told. But it's it takes this story of Saint Saint uh whatever, Saint Thomas Bay. This that's not the strangest story ever told. But yeah, it's weird though, dude. A whole so somehow these Kustaka caused the landslide because what was this? What was the story for that? I like just had a, okay, here it is. Most I like killed 500 innocent villagers and the innocent was attributed to the evil of the Kustaka. It is said that the village shaman broke his covenant with the monster, effectively sealing the fates of his people. Right, so, right. So a shaman done goofed and said, "Yeah, no, nah, I'm not falling through with this. Uh, have fun." And the otterman was like, "LOL, LMAO, even," and destroys village and kills everyone. Okay. Hmm. Interesting. I'm reading this this long, long story. Um, I was trying to figure out a way to like condense it but it's yeah that's that's uh not my forte yeah this guy okay so this guy culp 
Yep. Went for a, that's a very long story. Good Lord. I didn't realize that far. Um, Harry Culp, this gold prospector and his three companions went out and he left his companions. Uh, he recalled the horrible tragedy that took place over 150 years earlier. Enormous landslide kills 500 villagers. This village was okay. It's the evil is Kristaka. Yeah. So he went, he went and, uh, he was up with his friends trying to make money, trying to get to prospect or get some gold or something to take it back to make money with. And he left his friends. And when he came back, you know, he, he, he said he was, he was leaving uh, Alaska and never coming back. Yeah. And, uh, from what I remember from the story, because I, this is way too much to try to figure out where it's, where in this story it's from, but uh, he he either ran into like a native or someone who's just like, I know where you can find gold, but like you don't want to go there. Oh, it was the quartz. I'm sorry. He was going yes, oh, to take yes. quartz. Yes. And he was going to mine the quartz and bring the quartz back for money. And he found this Native American. The Native American said, go this way. You'll find a half moon lake. Yep. And I guess he went the wrong way. But uh, he was telling his friends, right there, fellows, I got the scare of my life. I hope to God I never see or go through the likes of that again. Colt found himself confronted by a mob of the most hideous creatures. Colt described them, saying that I couldn't call them anything but devils, as they were neither men nor monkeys, yet looked like both. These creatures appeared to be genderless, their bodies covered with long, coarse hair, except where the scabs and running sores had replaced it. The creatures had their arms extended, trying to get a hold of him. He reported that the air was full of their cries and the stench from their sores and the bodies made me faint. So that's one story. Now, I've heard this from a couple of different stories that these Ottoman have a tendency to stink and be scabby. Which is, yeah, kind of gross. Um, But there's some sort of little demonic Nephilim hybrid monster of some sort but um yeah i mean uh, i just re-forwarded back into the uh the content channel um for the uh two diary entries that were uh read out on because you know he was writing a diary the whole time and or maybe i'm thinking of the other dude uh where the guy just like straight up disappeared and they found his diary what was it uh missing in alaska yeah that one mm-hmm uh, the, I, I, uh, clips or I wouldn't say clip, but I, uh, time stamped the links for YouTube of where they were just reading the diary entries as they were trying to like retrace the steps. This one. Okay. And this was the last journal entry. <laughs> it's the last known spot right here. And day two of the trip. And I seem to have filled my head with so many thoughts of Kushika. My mind is incapable of entertaining anything else. Already I've imagined a voice in the woods and a shadow amongst the trees. Mm. I'll explore the area tomorrow when the sunlight is much stronger and my nerve much steadier. A voice in the woods and a shadow in the trees. That's pretty creepy. All right. How much further do we want to go? I I mean, like, it's just mainly the diary entries. Mm. Um... But yeah, that was that was the last diary entry. But then there was one, unless I messed up the forwarding. There was one before that where it's just like, oh yeah, we're gonna start off with it. I don't remember what exactly was the entry. Um, 
The one before this or the one before which one? Yeah, uh, the first one before that. All right, we'll play this one. It has a feeling of being isolated, that's for sure. Let's read the first entry from his journal, the writer that went missing. The writer's short journal remains the only glimpse into what he experienced on his fateful expedition nearly 30 years ago. He writes, a tiring day getting to Thomas Bay, which might explain the unease I feel despite my exhilaration for this project. Perhaps the knowledge of all those who perished on this unassuming land weighs too heavily on me. I assume I'll feel more like myself tomorrow. That's Yuri. Yeah, I That's the stop first there. one. That's pretty weird. And then you play the second one. And that's his yeah. last journal entry. Hold on. That's his last journal entry. So his first one's like, I have no idea what's going on. And his last one, hold on, let's do this one now. Here we go. The last one is this one. Okay, and this is the last journal entry. <laughs> it's the last known spot right here. And day two of the trip, and I seem to have filled my head with so many thoughts of the Kushika. My mind is incapable of entertaining anything else. Already I've imagined a voice in the woods and a shadow amongst the trees. Mm. I'll explore the area tomorrow when the sunlight is much stronger and my nerve much steadier. A voice in the woods and a shadow in the trees. That's pretty creepy. Yeah, so he went from not knowing anything about it to like, yeah, it's, it's acoustica. Yeah, it's just like he <laughs> fucked around and then he found out. He was like, yeah, no, I need to get out of here. And he gone. Yep. And he came back and he's like, here's 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 the, here's the courts. I'm out of here. I'm going back to Cali. What's funny about that story, too, also with the whole storm stuff, like with what I said earlier about the missing 411, is that I think it was about a week straight. He just spent the entire time in his tent because it was raining like torrential downpour yes. the entire time. Yes, that was the first. Yeah, the first part of him going up there uh, was torrential downpour for like the first three weeks. And then he gets stuck. And then he found the course. And he's like, yeah. And then the Kusika. And then it's like, whoa. And yeah. Yeah. Nasty and scary and disgusting. And now one thing this reminds me of, too, just the. The remoteness and obviously this trip being, you know, searching for uh, precious metals or quartz mm-hmm. um, reminds me of the giants of the Nahani Valley in Canada. Now, obviously, this guy made it back and Nahani Valley people are found without heads after disappearing. Um, but I think there wow, are a crazy. lot of these. Yeah, I think there are a lot of places between because really geographically it it's all the same, right? Alaska, Northern Canada, yeah. um, these places, and they don't care about borders. So what they care about are, are the lands themselves, these valleys, these very remote places. Um, so I, I think that from Alaska all the way over to the Hudson Bay, there's all sorts of places and, and things like this, whether it's the Kushtaka, the hairy man bigfoot sasquatch yep whatever yep there's yeah maybe there's you know up in the mountains up there next to mckinley there's there's you know ways for the otter man they, and that's the thing is the otter man uh, was up and down the panhandle of alaska so that's basically canada you know so, yeah yep. i mean i think it's proof that the Ottoman can bend space and time because like i'm here recording but also i'm not in alaska so <laughs> 
Well, that we've already said that there's a lot of you. So, yeah, but none in Massachusetts. So, like, well, hmm. obviously, uh, obviously, not that we know of. Right. right. Shh! Don't tell anyone. All right. All right. All right. Well. Alaska doesn't have we we look for Tartarian stuff in Alaska and there wasn't hardly any. It's because that's the for, because the the star forts were all destroyed. So who knows? Who knows what's going on up there as far as what happened? It could be one of the, part of the swath of the destruction that happened like with the you know the siege of Sevastopol. Um or what happened in Chicago with the fire, right? Right. Yeah. yeah. So I mean, here we got air quotes fire. Yeah, I think liquefaction and the destruction of the previous quote colonial society are mm-hmm. the two best explanations for yeah, that. Yeah, for sure, for sure. Um, there's a couple other smaller uh, cryptids. There's an Inuit legend about the Kilut. It's an evil spirit. Um, there's the the Kualupilak Kualupi. Jesus, Ka. Q A Tongue Twister of the episode. Yes, Kalupalik. Uh water creatures, uh another Inuit legend. Um we could go over the uh the interesting one that was caught on video. The uh serpent one. That's no we did. That was that was fake and gay. It was a rope that was a rope covered in ice. But was it though? I mean it's gay. It was yeah. It was a rope tied to a tied to a pier cover nice kind of stupid yeah anyways um there's a there's a lot of magnetic anomalies in alaska so uh the alaska people think the alaskan triangle could have some sort of a vortex there uh supposedly these are interdimensional portals in the you know in the alaskan triangle so yeah there there is a lot of there's been a lot of talk in these circles about portals, interdimensional travel in regards to these cryptids and um, these kind of not just like triangle, like Bermuda Triangle, Alaska Triangle, Mm -hmm. but these places where it seems in general, they're like a vortex of activity. um, And they seem to be just a very, a place where the veil is, is very thin between dimensions. You know, New Jersey has its own West Virginia, um, Mm -hmm. I think Oak Ridge, somewhere in Tennessee, it's got to be one. Yeah, absolutely. Alaska. I think so. Um, yeah, definitely in the Southwest. I mean, like it's not like the in the Alaska Triangle, like uh, some like a bunch of nobodies have gone missing. Like House majority leaders and stuff have gone missing. Military aircraft have gone missing. Yes. Right. Yeah, like uh, 1972. That's when a uh, House majority leader. Hale Boggs, uh, his flight just on radar, on radar, on radar, and then all of a sudden, poof, gone. And then they do search parties where, if I remember correctly, there was actually uh, more missing planes as they were trying to search for him. Yes. Yes. Yeah. Uh, crazy stuff goes on up there. How many, how many missing things, Reinhardt, did you say earlier? Uh, there were, hang on, I had it pulled up, uh, 16,000 missing people since 1988. That's crazy. 
Yeah. It's yes. twice the rate of the national average in Alaska. Has David Polites done a missing 411 about Alaska? Not that I'm aware oh. of. Oh, no. He has to have done stuff in Alaska. He's been working. He's been doing the joint like Can-Am missing 411 stuff for years now. So he, he, he has, has to have some stuff to. in Alaska. We'll have to look. We'll have to look. We'll have to look. But yeah, it's uh, every four out of uh, 1,000 people go missing there. I, I don't like those odds. No. That is that is insane, actually. It's crazy. Like th- those uh those uh are not winning odds or anything mm-hmm. that I'd be willing to bet on. No. No, and like I said, you know, it's a lot of these places that seem to have a thinning of the veil, a vortex, whatever you want to call it. There's portals, there's UFO activity, there's a ton of missing people, there's sightings of giants and Bigfoot, Dogman, all sorts of creatures. Apparently, Otterman exists now when we can add that to, like, we could, I guess we can add that to the top tier of the weird. <laughs> yeah. You know, like not not trying to sound biased here, but I would say like the Otterman after like looking into it, like that's that's the scariest of them all. What did you say? Four out of every thousand? Four out of every thousand. That's mm-hmm. that's one in every two fifty. Yeah. That's yeah. pretty that's like that's, I said, it's twice the national that's a, average. That's a lot. That's a lot. <laughs> that's a lot. One out of two fifty, that's a lot. When you said four out of out of a thousand, it sounds like a lot. It does still does, but I mean it's not because it's a thousand, but one out of two fifty, that's a lot of people. Yeah. All right. Yeah, they even that. lost a nuke over there, uh, mm-hmm. one of the military aircraft I mean, while implying nuke. But like, you know, like y- you would think they would hunt yeah. that thing to the end of ends of the earth if like it was what they said it was. Right. So it's just like, so what you're saying if I really felt like it, I could go to Alaska and if I got lucky enough or searched the right area and I stumbled across a nuke, I could have a nuke right now. Like, I don't think the U.S. government would just let that go. Right. I don't know. I don't know. There's a lot lot of UFO sightings in Alaska. So around Anchorage, mostly. Yeah, which is obviously the largest city Mm -hmm. by, Mm -hmm. like... 200,000. I'm pretty sure it's its population, at least recently in the last couple of years, was like 230 or 250. Uh, and then the next largest city I think might be Fairbanks, and it's somewhere down to like the 30,000 range. Okay, since the 1972 crash, History.com reports that more than 20,000 people have gone missing in the Alaska Triangle. 20,000 people. That's that's a lot. Yeah, th- that's that's... And those are people I, I would assume still to this day were never found. So you're telling me that there's like a mass grave somewhere out yeah. there. Nick Baggage. Nobody Nick Baggage Jr.'s dad was one of them. Yeah. The guy who did Angels Don't Play This Hard. Funny how that Oh, worked. and the Warren Commission. Uh, Oh, for the... Uh, the house uh, what was this uh no boggs was oh no no the warren commission uh so so conspiracies about this so boggs was one of the guys who was with um with uh, uh what's his name universe uh, yeah representative boggs who disappeared in the alaska triangle with nick baggage um and that was uh boggs was on the warren commission so that's one of the reasons why he disappeared supposedly so crazy how nature do that yep but it wasn't just bugs. So anyhow, yeah. So the the the, uh, the Clintons apparently have something to do with the <laughs> the, the Alaska Triangle. Fuck. 
Oh, I don't know. You're not Our, safe uh, anywhere. I don't know. Alaska right. side. Right, right, right. All right. Well, um, I think Alaska. I think Alaska might be tied with uh, with with Australia for damn nature use Gary. Yeah. yeah. And last but not least, let's not forget Sheep Squatch. Yeah, I tried to find like more details on it. But uh, there's not. It's just a cryptid wiki, wiki cryptid fandom deal. It's just a fandom thing. It's not I don't think it's even a. Well, that's the thing is I got that link from another uh, list of things that were there Mm -hmm. and that was all I could find. I think that might be the one or there was another cryptid where uh, a Fallout game had the same name as the cryptid. So it completely flooded and ruined all the results. Yeah. Well, I think with the sheep squatch thing, it looks more like a goat man or a ram mm-hmm, type creature. Mm-hmm. So, and it smells like sulfur, which goes along with goat man stuff. So, yeah. I'm gonna call this uh, goat man, but they, goat man demon. Goat but man they do demon, have thunderbirds yeah. though, Pan. Yeah, and they're thunderbirds. Oh, yeah, Damn. yeah, massive. So it's an ancient, ancient legend from local lore, local tribes. Um, massive bird like size i think it's wingspan is like 20 or 25 feet huge yeah and they're sighted i mean as as soon as like 2005 2010 2002 mm-hmm. uh, people have these sightings so um i mean it oh, wouldn't it wouldn't be on coast to coast if it wasn't true oh one true. thing too we all can't remember or can't forget the uh revelation of the method movie the fourth kind which took place in rural alaska that's right that's right mm. Mm-hmm. Sumerian alien demon stuff, mm-hmm. uh, Molex symbolism, literally with the demon owl. Um, yeah, abductions. Oh yeah, man. and then so. they also have you know like scary trumpet sounds com- coming from the sky. Hmm. We'll have to do we'll have to do uh, a little bit more detail on that because that's a worldwide phenomenon. I think just Alaska has the most prevalent like concentration of those videos and, and sightings or. Humans. Yeah, I know the first time I ever saw or like you know, whatever a, a video of these trumpet sounds, I know it came from Alaska. I'm like, what the hell? All right, well, we got to do we got to do a little bit more on that. Yeah, definitely. Yeah. yeah. All right, you guys, I think we got them all for the most part. What did we miss? The um, Adlet. Yeah, it's another just like Inuit. Bunch of small ones. <laughs> yeah. And- yeah. Well, yeah, these Native Americans, they've got they're kind of like Hindus with gods. They have so many cryptids as part mm. of their their local lore. Every animal, um, every animal has a cryptid associated with it. Basically. Yeah, especially yeah. up in in like northern tribes from east coast to west coast. They're very into the animism stuff, so it yep. makes sense. Yep. All right. Well, everything from giants to giant birds and giant sheep and Sasquatches with giant asses. And giant me otters. making you disappear into another man. Yep. Giant otters and all kinds of other weird stuff in Alaska. And giant earthquakes. And they say everything's bigger than Texas in Texas. I think Alaska got them beat. I think so. I think so. Um we are going to uh get out of here, but first there will be a creepy pasta. Isn't that correct, Jack? It is, and I'll take you. I'll, I'll let the audience take a wild guess of what it could be about. <laughs> All right, <laughs> we're gonna get out of here. Thanks, guys. This was fun. Uh, 
Thanks for tuning in to another Paranormal America here on the Paranormies. Uh, we'll see you Tuesday live on DLive, Odyssey, and Pilled. And don't forget, you can check out all of our live, uh, the, Nat- the Nationalist Inquirer, and uh, you can check out our live replays. Well, they're not live, but there are replays of our live streams on Odyssey. Uh, we'll be live Tuesday at 8.30, 7.30 Central. And then um, usually Wednesday it gets reposted in the afternoon and evening sometime. Yeah. Don't forget we have some really cool Sasquatch hats. They're oh, not yeah. Harry Man hats. They're Sasquatch. Speaking of yeah, well, they're Harry Man hats right now uh, <laughs> for this episode. <laughs> Go, yes, yes. <laughs> Go to national.com and buy our hats. Um, link is in our stuff. Um this is threat a threat. is in your inbox. That's right. Buy them <laughs> now. I'm actually wearing mine. So yeah, I wear it to work every day, and everybody's like, "Cool hat, dude." That's it. That's all they've said is cool hat. Dude, I'm too afraid to get like oil stains and everything on it. I got two. <laughs> I got two. One for one for keeping pristine, and one for just throwing on for work. That's actually a good idea. Yeah. I like it. Yes. So go buy our hat. Uh, what else? Listen to the creepy pasta. Eat some potassium. Get some sleep. Slung some eggs. We'll see y'all later. Time travel makes you gay. Deep within the remote wilderness of Alaska, a group of adventurous hikers set out to explore the untamed beauty of the last frontier. They were eager to traverse the rugged terrain and experience the wild wonders that the region had to offer. Little did they know they would soon encounter a malevolent entity known as the Kushtika. The Kushtika was an ancient creature of Alaskan folklore, feared and respected by the indigenous people for centuries. Its form was shrouded in mystery, as it had the ability to shapeshift and manipulate its appearance at will. Some said it took the form of a beautiful woman, with long, flowing hair luring travelers into a false sense of security before revealing its true, horrifying nature. Others spoke of it assuming the shape of a beloved friend or family member, only to lead its victims to their doom. As the hikers ventured deeper into the heart of the wilderness, the atmosphere became increasingly eerie. The once vibrant forest seemed to close in around them, and the silence was unnerving. Unease settled over the group like a thick fog, but they pressed on, unaware of the malevolent presence watching them from the shadows. As night fell upon the hikers, they made camp near the banks of a river, The water's gentle murmur provided a sense of comfort in the desolate surroundings. Little did they know that the Kushtika was silently observing them, its cunning eyes scanning for the perfect opportunity to strike. As the group gathered around the crackling campfire, exchanging stories and laughter, a sudden chill filled the air. The fire dimmed, casting dancing shadows upon the trees. One of the hikers, a seasoned outdoorsman, noticed a strange figure lingering at the edge of the forest. He squinted, trying to discern its identity. Suddenly, the figure moved forward, and the hiker gasped as he recognized the face of his long-lost brother, who had tragically disappeared in the wilderness years ago. Tears of joy streamed down the hiker's face as he rushed to embrace his brother, convinced that a miracle had occurred. However, the other hikers felt a growing sense of dread as they observed the reunion. There was something off about the brother's appearance, a coldness in his eyes that sent shivers down their spines. They hesitated, their instincts warning them of the danger. Their caution proved well-founded when, with a sudden burst of malevolence, the Kushtika revealed its true form. The image of the hiker's brother distorted, 
his limbs contorting unnaturally as he let out an inhuman, blood-curling howl. The hikers recoiled in horror as the Kushtika lunged at them with savage ferocity. Panic consumed the group as they desperately tried to fend off the malevolent entity, but its strength seemed otherworldly. One by one, the hikers fell victim to the Kushtika's wrath, their screams echoing through the dark Alaskan night. As the first light of dawn painted the sky, a search party set out to find the missing hikers, guided by the haunting sounds that still lingered in the air. But all they discovered were tattered remnants of the campsite, and an overwhelming sense of sorrow and loss. The legend of the Kushtka lives on, a terrifying cautionary tale that echoes through the Alaskan wilderness. It serves as a chilling reminder that in the unforgiving depths of nature, malevolent forces may lie in wait, preying on unsuspecting souls who dare to venture too far into the unknown.